Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. You want daddy to give you the business? And you got it. Oh, I didn't expect that. No, I reject your premise. What is my name? Yeah, turn your back. I'll take a swing at you, old man. You've stunned me to silence, sir. My show, my rules. Live on tape. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody, indeed. Yes, welcome into the program. Episode uh, uh, of Never Not Funny is as follows. Um, 1923, we are winding down the season. Uh, Jordan. Information in the uh, break uh, about uh, the new season we're coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll tell you uh, what's up. VIP packages and all that sort of thing as we do each and every year as the uh, as we start the new double up of the seasons episode. It'll be seasons 20 and 21 will be packaged together if that's how you decide you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go uh, single season, you're more than welcome to do that. Of course, the, the VIP levels will have... Uh, some trinkets and knickknacks and that sort of thing to go along with it to buy your love. Uh, so uh, pay attention to that in the break. I know it's, uh, I, there's got to be. I, I don't know if it's as bad as people skipping the first half hour of Marin, but I think uh, I wonder if people uh, skip past the the plugs or the commercials. We always like to have, like to have fun with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the plugs when I'm doing it with the music, that's nothing. But we could. Since we haven't recorded it yet, we could actually record a separate thing of you and I talking about the new package, which might make sense. Yeah, it might make sense, and it might make for some good fodder. Uh, welcome and happy New Year to everybody. Now, we did a live show last week at uh, Flappers. That was our first uh, show back. But we really didn't have a lot of time to talk there. That's a different animal. Right. Uh, even though that was a really fun, fun show. Uh, but you know, you yes. don't, uh, you know, like, you know, Elliot says one word throughout those live shows. <laughs> That's what made it so fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Brings his lady friend there. It's show night, honey. And, and then, then starts flirting with our guests the second she gets on stage. Very uncomfortable, Elliot. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Well, I hope you got a talking to on the drive well, home. We, we looked up the definition of, uh, we looked up the definition of unicorn and actually it involves, uh, somebody who cleans your house. So, uh, apparently Rachel Bloom had, uh, what? offered to, to clean my lady friend's house. Yeah, what about the Urban Dictionary? No, that's where it came from. That's that's yes. Obviously, the thing that Rachel said was correct. But in addition, it's like, and it's a person who moves in with you and and will clean your house. Oh, oh so the sex part is is right. But you're saying additionally, yes. they also are like a maid. I guess servant almost sounds like a servant for it everything. Little, clean and sex, huh? Yeah, fuck, a little bit. Yeah, fucking too. Everything's involved. That's twisted, man. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's some weird shit out there. I mean, there's just some weird. Yeah, I don't get it. It's not my bag, but if that's what you know makes your balls shoot jizz, do it up, man. <laughs> it's not my bag at all. Man, I mean, that's just a biological function. Pretty much any attention will make the jizz shoot out unless you have a medical problem. Yeah, but sometimes you do. some dudes need that uh, or and ladies, they need that special something. Mm-hmm. Spice it up. I, like, I mean, when you hear about these couples, they're like, yeah, yeah, well, our marriage was going on the rocks. So we brought a third person to the bedroom. What? What? Divorce papers the next day, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, could never. Yeah, no, that's a whole different situation. That's not a I don't know what that is. I mean, not to cast uh, not to be judgmental about it, but I just feel like 
uh, I don't I I don't know how that uh, works. Threesome's got to be with two people you'll never see again, right? Isn't that uh, it, even then? Isn't that kind of that, to me? That's such a teenage thing to to want to fantasize about because I think at this age I would I'm just horrified at the prospect of it. Like I don't think there's any upside. I think. Uh, it just seems like a chore. It seems like daunting. I'd be afraid that two. Let's assume in, in the case of it's two women and you yeah. that they would then just pair off, and I'm in the corner sadly right. jerking off. <laughs> Look, I can barely please one woman. Hey, I, I've said that a thousand times. Are you kidding me? So come on, like what about what? Uh, let's let's be realistic about this. Yeah, but yeah, it was like I don't know if you watched Paul Rust's show, but there was a scene in, in the show Love. Yeah, it was like that, and that's exactly what I fear. What what happened to him was exactly what I fear. It was just super awkward. And uh, and horrible and uh, yeah no thank you. But if you're gonna clean my house, <laughs> I, I might I might reconsider. Could you do two dudes? <laughs> two dudes. You and another dude and a lady. Oh, oh. Uh, I was gonna say I can't do one dude. <laughs> let's let's start out slow, first, right? And then let's work our way up the two. Let's say Elise says to you tomorrow, things are stale. Uh, there's a guy at work I want to bring into the house. You would leave her, right? You'd have to leave her. I don't think I'd. I think I'd say no thanks. Now let's talk about what's going on here. But like, I, I then you leave. I hope it doesn't immediately go to breaking up. Oh, it has to. It I, has to. I, I, there's no. There's no in between on that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I just all I know is uh, I don't think it's the gender thing as much as just the this is so uncomfortable. Uh, you don't think it's a gender thing. You want to see another man. No, no, I also, man. I'm also not attracted to men, so it is a different situation. But what I'm if saying, it's a very pretty man? What if it's <laughs> Rob Lowe? I might be in. Rob Lowe, like, like St. Elmo's fire hair Rob Lowe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Current day Rob Lowe. Whatever, whatever you need. I, yeah, caveman was, Rob Lowe. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he's still incredibly handsome. He's he's beautiful. He might even be look better now. Somehow, somehow he's he's one of those guys that yeah yeah like the 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 fact that he's a little older makes it even yeah somehow better. Well, certainly Clooney. Clooney is more attractive now than he was when he was on well, okay. Facts of Life. He had the same ridiculous hair that Rob Lowe did in Santa Most Fire. True, that's so, true. That's true. There's some truth to that. He, once he cleaned up his head, he was on the right track. Absolutely, some truth to that. Mm-hmm. Now, Gary Cockrell, question for you in the homosexual community. Uh, if you're going to have a threesome, do you bring a, do you bring an opposite sex into it, or is that? Uh, I mean, maybe if people aren't that. In my experience, no. Wait, you've done it though. You've done a threesome. Yeah. Whoa. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> oh, happy New Year. Here we go. Here we go. Let's talk. Elliot Jones said, "I once asked a girl, asked me to punch her in the mouth. We got it. <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you talking about? We've." In the past. Who's Weave? Jason and I. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> this is... Uh, I, I commend you for being open about it and telling us, because I, I don't think I would... Uh have Talk the balls to tell the public and the world about it. I can't. Bu- I, I I went. I was going to bed every night thinking you you, you and Jason were having sex. <laughs> no, we had a, it. You're bringing a third person into the mix. Yeah, another man. Yeah, three men and a and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no baby, but yeah. How many times? Uh, oh no, <laughs> more than once. Wow. I, I, I'm still I'm more stunned that you are okay talking about I'm, it. I'm fascinated. Show. Do, should I, we I, stop and go back? No, I don't care. It's, I know. I mean, I love that you're talking about it. What's done is done, huh? It's, it's yeah. amazing. It's, we thought you were like this. Uh, well, I'll speak for myself. I thought that you were a, a very chaste uh, young man and uh, had very uh, uh, old-fashioned gay sex tastes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. 
right. freaky, but no, no, I mean, it, it's not, not freaky. It, you brought a third guy into the mix. I mean, I, I, it's probably, I don't know. Somebody's it's on like, cock. Somebody's on. Sh- here's balls and here's the one thing we can say for <laughs> sure. Just in terms of like on paper in a, in a heterosexual relationship, when you're bringing a third person in, one person is has, getting everything is, it has to be okay with something that might not be their right uh, orientation. Whereas with dudes, it's like, yeah, this is just yeah, more three cock. cocks. No wait. Yeah. <laughs> right. Great. So what? We'll make a triangle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's go. Put him in the middle. Gentlemen, let's cross streams. <laughs> what? Uh, Elliot, were you aware of this information? No, sir. Okay. But you don't seem as a uh, flabbergasted by it as Matt and well, I. I, I was, what if uh, Elliot was the guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know how much detail you guys want. But I don't know how much detail you want to give. It's we've d- we've done it a few times with the same third person. You're saying it in the pr- so wait now I don't even want to I don't know if, if you're comfortable talking about this either. You you and Jason broke up. Yeah, but is that but you're still is it like that movie with the what was it? I just saw it, I just watched um what's that movie called that's got the worst name because I can never remember it but uh, Godfather. About the, the the comedy writer who moves back to Sacramento uh, it's with Molly Shannon. Oh, uh, Ordinary other people. people. Other people. Other people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have not seen that yet, so please oh. no spoilers. It's on Netflix. Oh, it is? It is on Netflix. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. And it's good. It, I uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It might be number one of the year for me. Wow. Yeah, really? I can yeah. see that. Yeah. With Jackie, a close second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesse Plemons. I couldn't pull his Yeah, name. he's great. Jesse Plemons stars in it. He's all right. wonderful. So uh, you... All right. So if you're asking if there's been post breakup yeah i guess i fooling am around i guess i'm asking that. yeah there has yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're asking if there's been post-breakup three-way yes there has what <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, god. what is happening oh my god i don't understand what's happening <laughs> trump is ruining everything <laughs> for me for not for him he's no two men it's like i don't even know how you've been down in the dumps this sounds like you're having the time of your life no over there kidding oh my god well maybe there's a lot of crying Oh, God. Now, Garen, like, a serious question, and Elliot kind of brings up a point here. Is this just Jason fucking a guy while you watch? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Actually, this one, it was. I was watching. Wow. I mean, I don't know. This is so crazy. This is so crazy. I don't know what's happening. I thought I was the most We're going to get new views. This is, this is Rhett and Link all over again. We're going to get Ninja Warrior people listening to this episode. <laughs> oh, They're going to be like, what's going on here? A lot of Christians like that show. Oh, we're doomed. Oh man! Oh man! We're doomed. He's on, he's also on the Celebrity Apprentice with a show that we uh, can, how do how do we promote that? Karen, have you ever had a three way with, with a ninja? <laughs> this is our new audience. It's always with dudes. Yeah, yeah. I've never. Why done would, they're both gay? Why would they want a woman in there? Bring it in, mix it up, why? A bit. jazz it up. They don't like each other. <laughs> they don't like women. You don't I mean, know they that. Like women. They don't. They're not attracted to women. Right? Neither of you are attracted to women. Not not. Really? No. I guess you can't really speak for him. I mean, I think it. there's been females that I've been attracted to, but they have to be like Natalie Portman or Scarlett Johansson ridiculously. That's really sexist, but. Couldn't, couldn't hurt to mention her wives. <laughs> Weird. I'd, I'd be I'd rather he didn't, actually. Is that true? I don't know. This guy's banging everybody all of a sudden. Did you have any idea? No. Did you have any idea? No. Elliot? No, are you, if you If there was money, like if somebody, if we had a pool... Although, if we did a pool, everybody would know where we were heading. But, like, if you just asked randomly which of the four guys had a threesome, would you, would you ever pick Garen Cochran? No. It would not be my first. Not be my first pick. Not my first pick. It would not be my first or my second. 
it might not even be my third. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what you've done. I know what I've done. <laughs> I could Un- be like, was there a trick? Did someone, was I asleep and somebody jumped in? Unbelievable. Post-breakup threesome. Fun. Yeah, good times. Of really? course it's, it's fun. You're in the, not this last one, he's in the corner watching. Wow. Uh, but... That's like a live I'm sex in, show. I'm kind of into that. So. <laughs> I believe what you're admitting to right now. Actually, that, that starts to make a little more sense. Well, that part does. Have you ever, let me ask you this. Have you ever participated in the threesome? Yes. yes you have. Yes. It's not always just. No, no, no. Yes. Jason uh, treating. Uh, are you a cuckold in that point or is the other guy? I, I always forget who's who in that. The cuckold is the one who's in the relationship who isn't doing the stuff. Being cheated on. Oh, so you're, you are the cuckold. I, yeah, so when they call me that shit on Twitter. Oh, that's okay. home. Oh, no. oh, okay. just the way to remember that, Jimmy, of course, is to just think of Mr. James Reynolds. Oh, uh, <laughs> Hamilton. From Hamilton, right. Uh-oh, you made the wrong sucker a cuckold. Time to pay the pipe before the fancy one buckled. Wow. That's uh, I am Mr. Fa- James Reynolds. I talked about this when I did the Hamilton podcast. I can't believe, for all my love of this thing, that I can't remember a single lyric. How does that one not jump out at you? It's so, Oh, it does. It's, but, but I can't remember. I can't. Uh, I don't have the recall like you do or like an, uh, like an Oliver does. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to that, by the way? I just listened to it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Loved it. Uh, it was. Uh, thank you for saying that. My, uh, my son was wonderful. I was very yeah. proud of him. I told you via text that I had a big stupid grin on my face uh, the whole time I was listening to it. Uh, and I know Oliver, but I still, right. uh, yeah, I still loved it. Talk about Charlie quite a bit on there. Yep, Charlie got a shout out, uh, which is great. Didn't mention Zoe though. I regretted that when the show was over, but mm. we kind of mentioned the Belknap family, That's maybe fine. too much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that was fun. It was really, really fun, and the feedback has just been wonderful from uh, That's cool. Never Not Funny fans and uh, Hamilton uh, podcast. Well, it's, what's the great, rumor is happening? Yeah. Well, what's great is that. Uh, there, he's the first and he'll probably end up being the only child on that podcast and so but there's it's such a like i can speak from experience just like you can it it's the kind of thing that people so many people are sharing with their children so all the fans of the podcast and all the fans of hamilton who listen to the podcast uh, i'm sure anyone who has kids who listen to that will be like this is so great because this is uh, this is a, a side of the whole experience and the whole phenomenon of hamilton that hasn't really been delved into on the show before just because I haven't had a child on the, uh, you know, in the in the in the studio, but so I, I loved that, and it, and it's uh, and yeah, it was great. It was great. Well, thank you. I, uh, it, it was great fun. Trayvon Free is the host of that. Uh, Mike Drucker is usually there, but he wasn't there that day. Yeah, uh, but we had a great time, and Oliver was uh, he carried it. He, he carried it. Thank God. <laughs> He expresses his feelings about that musical more than I do. I do. I like songs. <laughs> you were fine. You're you're being too hard on yourself. They cut some stuff out. Trust me. They they, they edited to no, make Daddy the, look good. But no. But you said things like you were always you you were you always say like I don't like to analyze things the way you do. I just I don't know what to you know. And and by the just, way, that's a compliment. I'm not putting you down for that. I know, but but I think you're selling yourself short because you said there was something you said about. Um, no, I forget what it was. I think I was just rewording what he just said. No, no. There was. I know what you're talking about, but there was another thing that you said that I was like, yeah, that's a that's a really. Great observation. Well, you're welcome. Uh, to you and the other listeners, <laughs> right. you're welcome that I was uh, pointed that out to you. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, it was uh, it was great. It was really, really fun. And you can listen to it. Uh, for the, it's an Earwolf show, The Room Where It's Happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Belknap also made an appearance on that, which was another great episode. Thank you. Uh, that's a fun show. It it's is. a fun show. If you like Hamilton, if you don't, I can imagine it's a slog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know why you would be listening But let's to not it. forget what's happening in the room. Garen Cockrell has... Got uh, cock in each hand. Sex. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah, man. Jesus. But, I don't know what to make of this information. The, this is the mealy mouth. Maybe that's why he's mealy mouth. He's got too many coxes. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but but you hear what I'm saying, right? Like when you eliminate the element of this is kind of weird because one of us has to be cool with the same sex yeah, uh, I get arrangement. It. Sure. You take that out of the equation. I could see it being like, yeah, this is more the merrier. I'll tell you what. The very first time that because uh, I, I thought it was like a crazy porn thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the first time it was ever brought up to me is when uh, no shock when I worked in the record store mm-hmm. and uh, the girl was telling me that she had done one. Mm-hmm. And I was in my head. It was my mind was blown. Like, what, what, real people don't do that. That's, right, right, right. That, that's for uh, the images on the on the eight millimeter film. <laughs> and uh, and then I was like, what was that like? And she goes, well, who doesn't like four hands on them? And it was like, what a, what a great sentence. Because mm-hmm. like, well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you know, if you if you like two people, two hands touching you, why wouldn't you like four? Like, and uh, but you, like, so I I went to eight. I talked about <laughs> the last of the players club episode last week uh, about how I socially awkward i am at parties this is like that times a million in terms of like all the possible it it, it just it multiplies the possible awkwardness oh, I, listen you know. brother you're not going to get an argument from me on this i don't want people coming to my house to, right. to have a sandwich <laughs> right that's the that's, this is the highest it, form of sandwich this is it's, a sex sandwich I, i'm not done pack I'm, I'm i'm done packing by the time danielle finishes that sentence yeah yeah that's it, it's Wow, man! Who gets who gets custody? That's that's. <laughs> it is, and, and I, I'm not. I'm live your life. I'm, I'm being. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking. I'm not judging anybody for doing it. Well, well there's also Except the element, caring, so. and I'm not proud of this either. But like, you know, there's Come jealousy. You know, the, oh my god, we got a we got an injury. Yeah, we got oh a gimp. Oh boy, this guy was hitting the warped wall too hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's hitting the warped wall too hard. That's a reference to the show that he hosts. That's right. Um, uh, you're walking into the very weird moment. We're where- talking mad about threesomes. And uh, <laughs> our friend Garen here, who is uh, from the homosexual community, uh, has admitted that within the last the year. Threesomes are boring for him then, right? <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's had several. Yeah, it's, it's old hat. Look at that face, Matt Eisenman. Look at that television you know, face. <laughs> last time I saw you was on a plane. That's uh, right. Yeah. That's right. Um, all right, we're going to talk to you. Uh, all right, like, yeah. Finish up the threesomes. I feel like I'm joining. Yeah, I'm the uh, third. Uh, yeah, you're the, the lucky wheel here. Exactly. Is that right, Garen? Lucky Pierre? <laughs> is that what, is that a thing? I've never heard that. What's term. the lucky Pierre? What's the? Well, let's find out, Matt. What is that? Uh, he's the guy in the middle. Right? Oh, okay. With three guys. Oh, both. Lucky Pierre! <laughs> He's French. All right. Now I know that. Here, I'll give the mic back. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we've got to find out what's uh, happening uh, with your, your leg. A beautiful shirt. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a gorgeous shirt. Look at the detail on that, on the on the cuffs. On the cuffs. Yes. Beautiful cuffs. Well, that, you know what? You host primetime television, you're going to get shirts like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You can afford them. That's not basic cable, third tier science channel <laughs> shit that I do. <laughs> He's on primetime. Um, that was some nice suits they had you in. Beautiful suits, by yeah. the way. Beautiful. Which I was told I was going to get all those suits when the, if the show didn't get picked up and the show didn't get the uh, second season. Where are my suits? <laughs> Where are my suits? We don't know. We, we didn't work on it. You should have probably asked the costume person. That makes more sense. I apologize for lashing out at you. <laughs> yeah. I probably should talk to them about that, yeah, not yeah. you. We can't answer that. I but I was just going to say, Go like, in a, in a relationship, uh, I, uh, I don't think I'm secure enough to... Deal with the like. There's a, there's the the question of like, are you liking that more than this? Nope, uh, nope, you know, nope, there, there's nope. a lot of potential hurt feelings. I think that I would uh, be worried about on your part. You your yeah. feelings would be hurt. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by like. I don't want to. 
There's also let, let's pretend for a second that it's you and Elise. Let's pretend that. Okay. You bring a th- you bring a male into it. You bring another man. Mm-hmm. Matt Eisman comes in. Wow, what that that just made it so awkward. When he brings those, the, brings those cuffs yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the crutch makes it awkward, right? How's he going to get? The- or it's a tool. You don't know what he's doing with oh, it. Oh God! But you look over. There's no. You know, I'm going to flip this up. Matt, you're out. Eisman's out. You're bringing a lady into the mix. Thank God, because I can't compete with this. No, no, you're already done. Yeah. Yeah, at least it's done with you at that point. <laughs> right, yeah. you're already out. It's like, what am I even doing? You bring in this a lady room? in the mix, okay. right? And now it's you, your wife, and a lady. Yeah. And even so, your feelings might be hurt because what if uh, there's uh, some attention being spent to Elise from the lady, or or vice versa, right. and you feel like holy shit, I, I'm not uh, pleasing. Mm-hmm. But then what? Then if Elise sees you and you have a look in your eyes like you've never had, <laughs> that's what I now mean. Now you've ruined it that way yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Matt Eisman, your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, are you married? You're not. Uh, no, uh, girl, living with the girlfriend now for about a year. About about twelve months you've been with this lady. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. It's it's one of those things that you you dream about it, but I think bringing bringing a third person, guy or girl, into that equation is not going to work out it's, well in a relationship. I think if you're in a relationship, if right, you're right. twenty six years old, any age, and you're just two having fun, three people having fun, yeah, yeah. and again, I stress this, and you may never see them again. That would be let's go best case scenario, right? Because yeah. then yeah. if you disappoint, you only you yeah. are sad driving <laughs> right. home. Right. They might be dis- like, but you're not going to have to like. So you're not disappointing tomorrow. yourself in that situation. Right. You're leaving with a smile on your face. <laughs> and, and then they could talk about it. Boy, that guy didn't uh, really do, do it for us. And you don't need to hear that. Right. right. So they post the video on the internet. <laughs> like they did to my poor friend Rob Lowe. <laughs> that man was... Well, they seem to be They seem to be enjoying he, he it. Was, he was ahead of the curve. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if it had happened 15 years later, he'd have a reality show instead of having to act right. on network shows. Right. Like he, had. <laughs> he could be doing a show on E! like the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Did they do threesomes? Do, uh, is there any? Uh, well, I guess I don't know if they did. I mean, it was just a Ray J sex tape, yeah, right? It was just that one. And what about the, uh, the Shannon Doherty? Didn't she have one there for a while? Where she was? Uh, hmm. I don't remember that. I thought, I'm ashamed to say I don't know. Yeah. Why I, are you ashamed? Because I, I feel like I should know if Shannon Doherty had a threesome video out there. I thought that's she a did. video I wouldn't be back interested in, in watching. Right. If yeah. it, it might even be more than uh, threesome. I think it might be a. Oh boy. Uh, Foursome. A group of guys. We're getting into quintuples and things like maybe. And by the string way, quartets. this may not. What do you got? I think you're thinking of somebody else. Uh, uh, Karen's the expert. Do you help? Yeah, <laughs> Karen, you probably do that at your threesome parties. Well, maybe that was a very special episode of Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> Ian Ziring shows up. Zira. <laughs> oh, we don't want you here, Steve. Is that his name? Steve Sanders. Did yeah. I get it right? Yes. yes. Not one second of that show have I watched. You missed out, man. Is he related to Summer Sanders, the uh, Olympic uh, swimmer? It's possible, <laughs> but I don't think so. All right. In the show, his mother was a famous actor, actress, TV star, I think. But uh, the, the character's parent. The character, yeah. I see. And, uh, and that was hard for him. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine it was. Back it's really a cautionary tale for all of us yes, now, right? I think he felt like he didn't get the attention that he needed growing up. Gee, I wouldn't he, know about that. Out. I married Chekhov's daughter. <laughs> So maybe, just maybe, I know a little bit about what you're talking about. Well, then you, I don't know if I do. Sit down and watch. All right, we got to open up that uh, mail. So oh, let's yeah. open that, Matt. We uh, we started a little bit late, and you're early. Yeah, so functional. We, we have to open up. Uh, the, yeah, some go, for mail. go for it. Go for it. But we can't do that without uh, some music that leads us into it. That is so true. Let you know get what? It. Cue it up. We got we got two of them here. Uh, oh. What's that one? I don't know. We'll open it in a moment. Um, this is from... Uh, oh, this is just the Beer Nuts. Yeah, yeah. All right. We know what this is. We know what that is. Okay, Beer Nut Guy, thank you. What's his name, though? Um, I want to say Joe. The man is here. 
<laughs> Joe Dean? You're right, I'll give you a dollar. Will you? Up top, my brother. The mail is. Are you okay? <laughs> Paper cut? <laughs> no, I just I very uh, lightly hit my hand on that. Uh, Jimmy, Matt, Garen, Elliot, uh, and Pat. Pat's included in this because these are for uh, Parcastathon. Oh, right. Uh, happy holidays. Thank you for uh, moving Parcastathon to a location that allows an audience. See you in March. Uh, what was your guess? Joe Dean. How do you think you spell How do you spell the last name? D-E-H-N. That's our guy. Boom. Give me a dollar. Yep. Wow. Nicely I said, done. I said I'd do and it. those are legit old school beer nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. They're delicious. He, gets, he sends them every year. I love it. Um, excited. Oh, the, here's the... Oh, it's only a little one this time, though. Hey, Joe, go fuck yourself. <laughs> this is the one that we can't keep in the studio because it's too... <sighs> I'm going to try it right oh, now. Oh, well, if you open it, then that's it. It's over. Gone. I can't... Uh, remember the... Oh, you don't remember this. When he sent this last one... Uh, I wasn't eating candy, so I had to play games right, with this You thing. had to, like, pick out the... I do remember that. But now I can actually enjoy... You weren't eating candy? I didn't eat candy for 2015, right? Uh, 15. 2016, wow. I wasn't eating cookies. He's a strong man. That is amazing. Oh, I even decided for 17. Oh, wait, no. 15 was burgers, wasn't it? Burgers yeah. and candy. Burgers, oh, it was and, burgers candy. and candy. Right. And then uh, 16 was the... The, um, the, cookie. the cookie. What's it going to be? What do I do for 17? What have you not eaten yet? How about chicken wings? <laughs> That's easy. You don't really eat them anyway. Oh, wow. I love chicken wings. No, wait, wait. Now let me ask a question. I'm very serious. Yeah. Does that include boneless chicken wings? Yeah. Uh, the word wings is in there. Well, yeah, but well would it be boneless chicken strips then or chicken tenders? We were discussing this. The nomenclature of, right. of chicken products. Wait, hang on. You were discussing this? We, yeah, why? We, why? The other day because we were talking. I was playing charades with my uh, girlfriend and her family who was from Venezuela. And so language was a big thing because you're acting out and trying to figure out the words. And mm -hmm. chicken, I don't even remember how we got onto a chicken wing versus boneless chicken wing versus chicken tender versus chicken fingers. Or chicken strip, yeah. Or I mean, chicken strips. A, a boneless chicken wing is kind of just like a chicken strip. or But it, but stri chicken strip implies white meat to me. Yeah, it's got to be a breast. Whereas you could have yeah. a dark meat boneless chicken. That could be a chicken tender then. Tender, yeah, right. yeah. Boy, I don't know, Jimmy. I don't know if you could go all like cut out all chicken What's products that. Or you go yeah. deep fried chicken products, yeah, which includes like fried, fried, you know, KFC, which yeah. is surprisingly good on a hangover day. <laughs> yeah, but they're already out. I've already I already boycott them. Okay, Popeyes? unless they want to sponsor us, then I'm back in. <laughs> I do go to Popeyes from time to oh, time. Oh, the Cajun, the Cajun spicy chicken. Yeah. Oh man, delicious. Yeah. yeah. As are these beer nuts from Joe Dean. <laughs> What? By the way, Joe Dean sounds like it could be his own line of of uh, peanuts and peanut products. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's time for you to strike out on your own, Joe. Forget beer nuts. I want to hear. Joe what was the Michael Damien song "Rock On"? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Dean, mm, right? Joe Dean. Joe we Dean. just altered it <laughs> when he sends a package. That'll be your next one. Yeah. Oh, hey, Mike Henry. <laughs> for a once a year package arrival, we need a Joe Dean theme song. We just sang that at my house yesterday. Rock on. We did. My mom and no, I. No, I'm just saying, rock on. <laughs> Idiot. Go fuck yourself. All right. Thank you, Jodine. Uh, let's open up that real mail now. Well, that's Not, real mail. You know what I mean. Come on. Don't insult Jodine. Well, it said on the cover what it was, so mm -hmm. no surprises there. Sure. Although we get the. Hey, those are delicious. These are next level. <laughs> These are like the candied so, beer nuts. Yeah, because yeah. it has the yogurt covered raisins. Oh, too. so good. Blech. 
right. Something caught my throat. Aaron, I don't need to. Something caught my throat. Garen, you've heard that before, right? <laughs> in stereo. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's two cocks going in his ear. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, I'm going to put that I'm down. Losing. Hang on. I'm going to put everything goes on the ground. What? Because I don't know what they are. I don't want to look at it yet. Okay. Hey, uh, this is from Jonathan Z- Zilbergberg. Zering? What a shit last name this is. <laughs> Z-Y-L. B-E-R Berg. Zilberberg. Zilberg? Zilberberg. No, look. Zilberberg. 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 Oh, Zilberberg. Oh, I didn't know you. Okay. Yes. Boy, that's a... God, why wasn't that changed? Is he Japanese? (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a Jap. Yeah, right? Yeah, they're snaky people with little fishy names. Uh, Hey, Jimmy, Matt, Garen, and Elliot. Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah to all of you. Uh, I wanted to send along a thanks for all you doing. A small token of my appreciation for the last several years of entertainment you provided me. I've been a Players Club member ever since you guys made the jump to Earwolf. I believe you guys have talked about your children's Lego collections a few times on the show. Quit looking in there! Oh, I thought you would put them down there. Quit looking! I believe you guys have talked about your children's <laughs> uh, Lego collections a few times on the show. And I, found, I think I found the perfect gift, uh, perfect Lego that is right up Jimmy's alley. When I saw this uh, among the new uh, collection of Batman minifigures for the upcoming movie, I knew I had to send one into the show because whatever I think of Kiss... I think of Jimmy. Thankfully, I don't think of Kiss with any regularity. Uh, may I present to you Glam Metal Batman. All right, you look in there and find Glam Metal oh Batman. So I got one of these, uh, or my son Charlie got one of these in his stocking. Uh, we can't call him Kiss Batman for the obvious legal reasons. For Matt, I've included Vacation Batman because I ended up with an extra one of those when I bought the whole set. Oh, wait. It's, no, not, even, it's not even built yet. He opened it, to guess, to figure out which one because these are blind packs. Um, so what, what, how did he know which one it was? Well, I don't know. I'm not going to, you're going to assemble it. No, I'm going to let my son do it. Well, but we have to pay off this bit. <laughs> like, how do we know? Oh, here's his head. I don't know. Matt Eisenman's here. Oh yeah. It is really a kiss. Oh, it really is. That's so weird. Is this real or did he assemble this from different? Oh, it's, no, no. They, is, it's called genuine. He says we can't call it kiss. Does this guy work oh, wait, for Lego? Oh, here's the map. Maybe that's weird though. Cause everything's branded in that movie. I mean, they yeah they have all the characters. Yeah, in there. You think Kiss? I mean, Gene Simmons right. is obviously protective. But you know what? Them. But Kiss has never done a Lego set. They've always do these other oh, Japanese right. companies. Yeah, Kinects. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So wow, I didn't even. I got. I got this. Uh, what Elise dubbed Bathman because it's like <laughs> oh. Batman with like a. He's got like a swimming suit and a, yeah, a rubber ducky. Splash with around. Yeah, yeah. Why would Batman do that? I know, but that's I, maybe it's in the movie. I don't know, but he's it's, got a boat. Oh, well, there is the Batman. No, but this movie. is this is oh, this, the Batman, Batman Lego movie. That's what's coming. That's what these are from. Listen God. with your ears, Elliot. He just said that in the letter. He said he said it. Cyberberg big <laughs> said it. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of stuff happening, Jimmy. You're so reeling from Garen's big uh, oh, goodness, announcement yes. about the threesome. Can't yes. stop picture. A recent one, by the way. Yeah. All right. Wait. Did you finish the letter, or did he? No, I didn't. I was interrupted. Oh, okay. By all of you. Can I assemble it, and then we can disassemble? I've it? asked you no. Sir. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I uh, can't call him Batman uh, for obvious. Uh, kiss Batman. For Matt, I've included Vacation Batman. Okay, but I also threw in a Lego brick for each of Garen and Elliot so they don't feel left out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a Lego brick. Uh, here you go, Elliot. Yours is gray, just like your personality. Oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> no, uh, clearly, that's going and to Garen. Here's red because we're all uh, 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 blushing with your new sex talk. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoy. Make America great again. Uh, Johnny calls himself Johnny, spelled the way that nobody in this room will like. J-O-N-N-Y. Oh, then he's got a, uh, it's pronounced Zilberberg. Yeah. Zilberberg. I think we got that eventually, didn't we? Zilberberg. Zilberberg. Awful. 
It's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And I've, and, I've, and as you know, I have the soundtrack to a snuff film. <laughs> right. Not the picture, just the sound. Yeah, I just got the sound, yeah. So or I, have the, I do have the picture if it fits the version of that joke. <laughs> I'm willing to go either this way. This is amazing. I, somehow, so I got, like I said, I got this for Christmas, but I didn't even look at what the other ones were. Look at this guy. That's so cool. You put him again? Oh, right there. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. So wait, I wasn't really listening. Did he say what mine was or what the? Yeah, you got the vacation. Oh, right, right, right. He did say that. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. You got it's the same one. I know. I got. I got to be kidding me. Now I got three of them because uh, Charlie got this, and then I randomly got the same one. Now we got three. You have a threesome of. Oh, God. oh give them to give them oh, to uh, Garen. They could all jizz all over him. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, crazy that he, he would pick that one. Let me apologize. He'll watch two guys jizz on him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sit in the corner with using his tears for lube. I do love this one, though. Uh, all right, take this he apart. not wrong. All right, Matt Eisman's here. He's taking time away from one of his 9,000 primetime television appearances. <laughs> he hosts uh, American Ninja Warriors, which we uh, my family loves. Uh, he's also uh, one of the current celebrities on Celebrity Apprentice, which my family, is, uh, we uh, don't watch it because of uh, one of the executive producers on that show. We used to watch it. And then uh, things changed. The world <laughs> changed. Why I invited a guy on on a show that we can't talk about or promote because of one of the executive producers beyond me, Matt. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're living with yourself. This country's going to shit ever since November 8th, but I hope you had a good time selling hot dogs. I'm, I'm going from here to the White House. So, well, Are you? Is he, he's inviting you in? Uh, all right. Matt Eisman's here. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. Hey, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? After hearing Garen's story today, I might be hired. <laughs> You're going to cut him loose? Well, I don't know if I can look him in the face again. Yeah, I know. We're going to need somebody in here that's not this. So, so jealous. <laughs> Are you jealous of no. that? No. You well, know, I'm kind of slightly, like, I'm just a little jealous, like, uh, you know, I've been with my wife since college, so I didn't have those 20s of just going crazy and having fun. Yeah. Um but other no, my current forty-two-year-old self is not. I'm, I'm not longing for one night, one night only. Oh, all right. So let's just pretend. One night in Bangkok. Pretend that we are hiring. Uh, if you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. Zip Recruiter. Oh yeah. Already has nine million resumes. Resumes. <laughs> you can search through in their database. You say data or data? What do you guys? I, 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 I say data. Database sounds real slick. It sounds like right? you really know what you're talking but about. Database sounds like the way that I said it. I'm going to say for uh, 75% of my life. I, I don't think I probably it, said that word about six times in my life. <laughs> okay. Well, then you're you're fine. Let's research that in their database. Database. Database sounds cool. Database sounds cool, but database doesn't sound bad. It's no. Just, there's no way to screw that word up. <laughs> no. Uh, database. That's bad. That's probably one. Yeah. That's one way to do or it. Do the boss. You could have multiple people to your account to make it the, the most efficient for your team to find the best hire. Now with ZipRecruiter.com, you could post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. ZipRecruiter is a single engine for finding and posting jobs. Question, Matt? No, I was just going to say, that sounds like the way to do it. I don't know. Once you know about this, ZipRecruiter, why would you do it any other way? This is the only way to go. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Post it once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails. No calls to your office. No interacting with human beings. Mm-hmm. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the, per- uh, the right person fast. If you have issues, ZipRecruiter's friendly and human staff oh. is ready to help support. I love that. 
Uh, find out today why ZipRecruiter.com has uh, been used by over one million businesses. Now, they, these guys are so great. They were featured in Forbes, mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, The New York Times, TechCrunch, and CBS. That is the children's broadcasting system. No. Nope. Uh, Columbia. I see. Columbia Broadcasting System. Canadian Broadcasting CBC. I see. ZipRecruiter's website shows trending career fields, cities, and searches. Now, listeners of Never Not Funny can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. What? By going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. Repeating. Okay. ZipRecruiter.com slash first. One more time to try it for free. (laughs) Somebody can't read. I thought it was going to be some new information. One more time to try for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. That was the one more time. I'm going to tell you that one more time. One more time. What is that? That's one last time from Hamilton. Yeah, that's what you're doing. But you're doing some sort of a parody, it sounds like. Yes. I'm I'm having fun with words, We're having fun with words. One more time. Try for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. ZipRecruiter.com. Hire them up. Hey, Matt, as we discussed on the episode, uh, season uh, 20 is right around the corner. That's right. February 9th is when it starts. Uh, We will be taking a week off of the Earwolf uh, episodes the week before that, but there will be a Players Club to fill the gap. Oh, that's nice. So if you're in the Players Club, you will uh, you will hear episode 19Z on the February around around February 2nd. Or right 3rd. around the 2nd or 3rd, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but before that, there will be a pre-sale to sign up for season 20 and 21. If you don't know how that works, if you're new to the Players Club, I'll explain it briefly right now, and we'll talk about it more again, I'm sure, as we get closer. But the the gist of it is you create an account at nevernotfunny.com, a.k.a. podcast.com. Uh, either link works. And uh, once you log in, you are taken to the premium page where you will see the presale. You'll also see past seasons if you want to go back and listen to old stuff. They're always available to you there. But uh, you purchase the package you want. There, You can get uh, the full full year for 50 bucks or 30 bucks per six-month season. And there is the VIP package, which I know you are excited to talk about. The VIP package is, is $100, but... Uh, you get the full year plus these VIP uh, special presents. Well, you get a, a choice of one. You get a, right? You, oh, right. You get a choice of a hat, never not funny hat. Get, get a choice of soups. <laughs> uh, one of my uh, 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 poorly producing uh, fantasy baseball name, right. team names. Right. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a baseball cap. We haven't done one in a long time. People were asking about it. With the, with the current logo. With the Earwolf, uh, never not funny logo. Um, that people love. We love it. And uh, it's never been on a hat before, so that'll be fun. It's going to look great. Or uh, a flash drive. There's a USB uh, flash drive with our logo on it. Um, that looks like a credit card. Right. It's one of those flash drives that kind of flips out like a switchblade, but when it's folded in, it just fits in your wallet like a credit card. So you get your choice. What's in your wallet? Never not funny flash drive. That's what's in my wallet. Boom. Uh, and there's no way to get both, right? There's no way to. Is there a hundred and fifty dollar? Uh, we could throw that level in there. where you get both. Why don't we do that? That's, All right, that's no problem. But if uh, somebody wants to do that, well, you know, there's no reason to. I like that idea. I didn't, exclude we didn't talk those about people. That, but Let's yeah, do that. I think Why not? <laughs> right? Is, is one fifty the right price? Seems high. It's the nice price. <laughs> seems high or seems low. Um, it's just a weird number. I mean, it's not high or low. I just went up another fifty bucks. That's yeah, all I did. That there. makes sense. Okay. Right. I don't know. I could be talked into two hundred. I could be talked into one thirty. Whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> Well, we probably should have talked about it off the air. Well, it, we didn't even discuss it. I, I like one. I like one forty nine ninety nine. Done. Let's go. 
Uh, and I like that the listener gets to hear that we literally don't know what we're doing here as, as businessmen. I mean, That's the important they part. They think that, but little do they know, we've done three years of market research to come to that one forty nine ninety nine price point. Yeah. They just think it's off the cuff. And then my acting sold it. <laughs> okay, then it didn't work because they know you're not that good an actor. Hey, only because I've told them so. Yes. Uh, you can't stop reminding them about that. <laughs> television's also helped with that. Um <laughs> So, all right, that's going to be going on sale soon. The, the hat, well, hopefully we'll have uh, some mock-ups for you by the time. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about soon. next week specifics. Sorry to cut you off, but uh, we'll talk about specific uh, pre-sale uh, start date yeah. and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, great. Yeah, and uh, if you are new to the, if you've never signed up for the Players Club, um, there are uh, the occasional bonus episode. Uh, yep. The Flappers episodes have uh, become uh, uh, free to the the Earwolf audience. Yeah, so uh, there's uh, going to be some new, uh, you know, some of the live road shows end up being bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them do, and some of them end up being real episodes. And But bottom line, you get a couple of, uh, uh, you get some bonus episodes throughout the year. Extra goodies. Yeah. Sometimes, if you like the episodes with just uh, the four of us, with uh, without a guest, uh, those tend to be Players Club episodes. And uh, we, I love doing those. I know you guys... Uh, maybe you don't like listening to them, but I like doing them. I think everybody likes them. Oh, hey, Kermit. Ah. Oh. Kermit the Frog here. And our guest is going to be John Winters. Yay! <laughs> he calls him John, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> why, is, why does Kermit suddenly have the habit of changing <laughs> names on people like like Jimmy Pardo does? Yeah, I don't know. He had a, t- he had a tough time uh, getting that out. Uh, All right. So go to nevernotfunny.com or podcast.com. Yeah. Sign up for the new Sign season. up. And uh, we apologize for us promoting that for the next few oh, weeks. I should say this real quick because we never really talked about it on the show. Uh, a few people who have gotten into the show by listening to uh, Howl. By the way, thank you for signing up for Howl. And thank you for listening to the old episodes there. If you're wondering... Hey, is there a way to just get all of that stuff, uh, but video also and downloadable, like not just streaming on Howl, but like, can I buy that stuff in one fell swoop from 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 our site? The answer is yes. And uh, it's 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 a pretty again, we were, we're talking numbers. It's it's two hundred dollars, but you get the first 13 seasons and that includes bonus stuff that's not on Howl. Ah! So if you want to be a completist about it. Uh, and you haven't gone back and bought, bought if you didn't buy individual seasons one at a time at, at any point before. And if you want the video, which started in season three. And if you want to own it. And if you want to own it and be able to download the files and do whatever you want with them, um, then that's where to go. Never not ah. It's on the same premium page as all the other seasons. So uh, check it out. Rat face. Hello, what do you need? Welcome back to the program, episode uh, 1923. Is that yes, uh, sir. Uh, where we're at? Let's go around the horn very quickly, then we'll bring our gimpy friend uh, Matt Eisman <laughs> into the mix officially. Uh, we checked in with the Pop Culture Beats Info Desk, sponsored by Dogpile.com. That is our friend Garen Cockrell, the revelation. Uh, uh, yeah, the swinger. I don't know how to talk to this guy anymore. Nickname. What an appropriate last name for that story. Yeah. <laughs> Cockrell. Yeah. Cockrell. Many Cockrells. Garen Coxman. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Garen Cockrell. Uh, since we kind of already did your segment up top, uh, is ever more than three of you? No, no, no. That's too much. Too uh, many guns. I, guy, I like that. That was absurd. That, right. that the, the, right. the, the yeah, mere notion. Oh God! It's not that absurd. That's just there's just, that's there's too, that's too much. Why? Then pair off and then swap. A bet I is only like so big, that right? Belay- betrays the point of it for me. Like if. Why? You're in the corner by yourself anyway. What does it matter? <laughs> well, I'm not in the corner. I'm in I'm in there. 
But you're just watching. You're watching from a... Well, wait, what's watch- the point that's being betrayed? Versus I, three versus two versus I mean, if four. You, if it's three, you're enjoying each other like that. If it's four and you're breaking off, you're just two couples. Right. It then it's just weird. Yeah, but then but seconds later, five, you swap. Oh, what? what, what if it's five, you got... You're back you are, in. Back so it's got to be odd numbers. got to be numbers for the, for the sums. Oh, you're right. You could switch back Yeah, off. you switch back. You, uh, you and Stranger, then... Uh, it's weird, but I think once you hit four, it, it's a different level of... Just, I never thought you'd be the guy I'd be having this conversation with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just crowded, frankly. It's a little Depends how big that bet is. Yeah. He's a nice California king. Sure. Two people get lost in that thing. Well, why are you using the bet? I mean, I think that's floor That's floor time. Oh, you think floor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Got to get out on the... I mean, not a bad idea. You're going to be acrobatic and aggressive I mean, in there. I think this is... Mats. Yeah, move, right? move the coffee table aside and get busy. Yeah, what do you guys use the floor or you use your futon? Uh, we use the bed. Why did Futon get nothing? I thought Futon was the perfect word for his sad sack too, life. It was too oh. real. That's why. Yeah, it was. It was like that was actually a very good guess. Yeah, right? There was a floor incident once. There was. And there was a hotel incident also. What? Really? Disneyland. Disneyland! What? That's the family oh, no. time. Disneyland Hotel. It is the happiest place on earth. Uh, it was that time. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. That was a two-night situation if I don't... Wait a minute. A double dip? Three cock? Yeah. Same three people? Yeah. Okay, hey, so you go on, you, you fuck at night, then you go, hey, let's go on the, let's go uh, on the Tilt-A-Whirl, and then you come back the next day and, uh, Boy, the, the Matterhorn must be a real letdown after a birthday. threesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> or, although you're in there all cramped up, maybe oh, the three of them all got in one true. car, yeah. like the Hudson Brothers right. on the Hollywood Squares. Uh, let's just say at night, you're hoping you're not here, and it's a small world after all. Oh, hey. 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 Wasn't that Gary Shandling's joke? Uh, oh, is it yeah. true? I think he did that. Oh. And that's my yeah. God rest his soul. I know. What a funny guy. Tragic. Yeah. Tragic. If he weren't funny, you'd fine. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adios. But you're okay. funny, so you're dying. This is very tragic. Uh, all right. Well, Gary, congratulations on this uh, new, exciting world that you're living. Not new to him. No. It's new to us. It's how, old, how old were you the, with the first time you did it? Do you remember? Uh, No, it was... This is what Philadelphia is all about. These guys fuck anything. <laughs> wow. That's what the movie's about, and he's what confirming it. To the new listener, Jimmy is kidding. This of is course, not I'm really kidding. If, if anybody doesn't get this show by now, they're out. But you're right. We got some new people. I'm kidding. Everything <laughs> that, that this and the Japanese thing from earlier, all fun stuff. Fun, fun. Guy. I like how we tried to clean it up that week that Rhett and Link were here. And then imagine if anyone liked that show, they come back next week. Three dicks in the face. <laughs> you're not kidding. That's a bad follow up. <laughs> Always safe. Okay. Always. Whatever else goes with that. Above board. Yeah. What, so how old were you? 20 something, I think. That's yeah. when you should be doing it. Right. You're too old to be doing it now. Stop it. <laughs> Stop having so much fun. I had to count the year off right, Jimmy. Wait a minute. It was on New Year's Eve? It's New Year's We just got new information. Wow. Goodness gracious. New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. I was counting down one ball. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. He's got got four, no waiting. Maybe there's waiting. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what they've got to do. Like a deli counter. Uh, all right, we check in with Elliot Hopeberg. Elliot, how are you? Uh, not as good as Garen. No, nobody is. Nobody rang in 16. What a uh, crap year turned to a, a wonderful year for Garen Cockrell at the last second. Like it punctuated. Yeah. punctuated. yeah. Right, he's cock and balls with an exclamation point at the end of 2016. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt Elliot's segment, but right. i got to go back to Garen for one second. <laughs> I, like, I appreciate why you're doing so it. So uh, how, how does that conversation go down? Matt, Just so you missed the part about... He broke up with his boyfriend, but they're still sharing an apartment. His boyfriend, he 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 brought someone home. No, no, there's somebody that I I've, I've been chatting with. 
Okay, so this is oh, okay. Yeah. So then so uh, boy, now I don't even know what Did to do. Did you bring him home as like a little trophy? <laughs> like, hey Jason, this Look will make this. you love me again? No, we we've worked together for 16 years, so at this point we're basically best friends. Yep. So, with benefits apparently. Got to share everything, right? Uh <laughs> so I was like, "Look at this guy." And he's like, "Oh, he's cute. I'll you know, whatever." So, I was like, "All right." So before the guy came over that conversation there was, was conspiratorial and so and then that guy did you propose to him once he was there or it was this uh, no no he he was there for that reason he came over yeah. knowing this by the way like i have trouble getting like to order uber eats with my girlfriend <laughs> he's just like yeah oh that's fine yeah bring him over let's yeah, go oh, it's thai good. food let's do it yeah yeah yes it's amazing I'm fat again. I, it's that world, oh Matt. It's God. the world that these wow. they live in. And you know what? Maybe Mike Pence is right. <laughs> now that I hear all this, let's electrocute wow. you. <laughs> Ridiculous, right? I didn't mean to badmouth Mike Pence. I know you're on a show. That's an executive producer. That's a good friend of his. They wanna, yeah, they seem real tight. <laughs> they constantly just, contradict. They disagree each other. on everything. You should have seen their New Year's Eve. Oh yeah, you were there. Good for you. You were able to go to the Trump uh, down to Mar-a-Lago. Right. Where was it? Mar-a-Lago. 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 Pass on that name. That's worse than Zilberberger. Zilberberg. Zilberberg. Actually, it's not tough to say once you say it. Once you get it down. Yeah. Speaking of horrible names, <laughs> Matt, say it. Say your co-host's Akbar name. Akbar Baja Biamilla. Oh, nice. It's you. It's one of those things you can't look at it because it's just got random consonants. <laughs> a silent G. I've never seen a silent G anywhere else <laughs> other than his name. But when he's six six two sixty standing next to you, it's remarkable how quickly you learn to say his name correctly. <laughs> and you say he's it. We, we were we were raving about it before we started the show about uh, how you say it each time with, with no problem at all. As if it's the most normal thing yeah. in the world. It's now it's now it's like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. One of those things like you just do it enough. And look, I, I have a job because I can say his name and then say <laughs> American Ninja Warrior. That's, that's it. I'm a two trick pony. Love it. Confirmed. <laughs> I watched the program. <laughs> no, that's it. I, I got. We got a zillion questions about about yeah. Ninja Warrior, but uh, let's finish saying hello, uh, Elliot. Anything of import we got to talk about since uh, the New Year? Did you fuck many people on New Year's <laughs> Eve as well? No, no, language is awful today. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that, but uh, no, it was a it was a nice, pleasant, uh, lovely New Year uh, with no um, gay threesomes. You and your lady friend, uh, you were together at midnight, were you? Yeah. Now, Twice they, we did we did the nine o'clock midnight with some friends. Of mine wanted to celebrate the East Coast New Year. Oh yeah, so yeah. We did that. I don't know why that's in quotes. It, yeah. it, it happened. Is, it really is. <laughs> that it happened. But, but to celebrate it in Los Angeles felt a little bit weird. To that's me. what we do. Matt, that's what do I you do. Really do that? I don't see the stroke of midnight. I haven't seen it in years. <laughs> oh, okay. Apparently there are multiple strokes for Garen. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. What? Twelve uh, year old boys. I know. It never. We never outgrow this stuff. <laughs> We're idiots. I've never met anybody this willing to talk about their threesomes before. <laughs> no kidding. It's like a, we struck gold 10 seasons <laughs> ten in. 10 seasons in. 10 years. Garen finally opens up. I mean, in fairness, he's only been working here four weeks. So. Yeah, it's been four years, Jimmy. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, at 9 o'clock you do it, especially if you have kids. You, mm-hmm. you count it down at 9, then they go off to bed, and then I think Danielle was in bed by 10.30. Yeah, it was weird. Just that, like Elise was saying, like we stayed up past midnight, the, like two nights later, right? Just randomly, but that night we were so tired. I it's think amateur it's, night, though. I mean, it's like you, you're us, really excited yeah. when you're twenty it's to work. go out and drink and try yeah. to make out with someone at midnight, but otherwise you're like, I, it's, it's overpriced if you go out and you get hungover and it's just. It's <laughs> I like yeah, watch it on the East Coast. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, the ball fell. Let's go to right. bed. Good night. Yeah. 
As I've said on the uh, on the last episode uh, at Flappers, uh, New Year's Eve, I've discovered that uh, the people that love New Year's Eve the most are white trash and rich people. Yeah. <laughs> like, white trash loves, that's their blowout, man. Right. And rich people, because they could throw their money around and wear their paper uh, top hats. Right. Uh, yeah. But people in between are just like, ah, I'm just going to go to bed. It's just another night to me. An amateur it's night. Just, yeah. It's amateur night. And yeah. I, I always call the comedy club that amateur night on New Year's Eve, because it's people that, and fairness to them, they're people that saved up their money. It's New Year's Eve. They're going to go out for a nice night. And of, they're going to drink and they're gonna yeah. drink and yeah. it ruins the comedy show yeah it's the worst night in the world to watch stand-up comedy you're just a you're just your time you're a placeholder until yeah. that final 10 second you really are yeah but at least those people went out to something that's entertainment i know they might not behave themselves but like the thing that i don't understand is just like let's just go stand in the street for four hours and, Wait, and then they like a nothing. million people in new york right yeah. is it around times square so now do you ever get invited to stuff like that matt uh, being on the television no no i'm a reality tv it's so different than being tv tv like a scripted star or something reality we're we're still second class citizens <laughs> they have jenny mccarthy world. what are you talking about they, they have a woman that hasn't been relevant oh, in boy, 20 years jenny's, jenny's had some work done too Oy. Yeah, I think, you but know, still it's, funny as ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm hot and I fart. Yeah, here we go. That's it. I uh, or Kathy Gri- Kathy Griffin just ball busting on Anderson Cooper. It's little, hilarious. It just little, he, he embraces it now. I know. <laughs> wow, you're going to be talking about. Car bombs and that's what we, we said right. that on the last it's so episode. Weird. It's like he goes from that to then now we have to believe he's a yeah. journalist. I, I, right. I think it's really hard. And to, to me, news has just changed where it is. It's so personality and 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 uh, it, it's personality driven, really. Yeah. Be entertaining, not just give us the news. You're not going to see another Walter Cronkite because that's boring. Yeah. No, you can watch Don Lemon. Right? He, had His ear pier- he was hammered. Hammered. Oh, hammered. I didn't see that. That's the other thing. It's like they're, they're, these are just people having fun and, and let yeah. them do that. But I don't know if we should be seeing Don Lemon falling off a stool. Yeah. And then again, the next day. Right. He's he's interviewing Mike Pence, and we're supposed to take him seriously, right? While his, the, the the diamond in his ear grabs the light. I, this is <laughs> I, I think it's like this this, and I'm not saying this in a derogatory. We're like the Kardashian effect of the reality TV, and people are personalities now. And I, I think it's got to be so hard for actors, people like like Jennifer Lawrence. I feel it's so hard because you're so well known as Jennifer Lawrence. It's really hard then to see them acting in something yeah. and not be, well, that's, that's, that's Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a girl who drinks and curses or whatever, not the girl right. who's trapped in space with Chris Pratt or whatever. I will admit to, to that. I, th- I did, and it's, it speaks to what you said. I thought she was a terrific actress until we knew her as a personality. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think she's as good as anybody else. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, like Michelle Williams, we still don't know anything about Michelle Williams. Yeah, so yeah. whenever you see her act, you're like, oh my God, she's great. It's special. I, I yeah. think that's what the difference is. Is you know they, they would talk about like some people can be TV stars, some people can be movie stars. I think the movie stars give us less. Like let mm-hmm. us. Be, it's got to yeah. be a special event when right. we see you, and we want to see you on the screen and be lost in the character because otherwise you know him too well. You do feel like Kevin. Co- you know Kevin Costner is great, but you're like that's, that's Kevin Costner in every movie. Yeah, it's the same thing. I, I and I think it's hard though because we have this 24 hour news cycle where you have to be up to date on all these celebs and. They're doing the rounds with all the pouring themselves out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, for reality people, that's fine. We're, we're whores. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. We admit it. We're, we're we're living doing yeah, that. God. Did you see <laughs> Hidden out. Figures, by the way, speaking of Kevin I Costner? Have I haven't. It's great. Is it good? Yeah, I heard it's that. great. I've and Kevin that. Costner's head has always been made to play a 60s NASA guy. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. Like his head Perfect. has always been yes. like, of course you can Kevin Costner. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt Belknap, hello to you. Hello. Uh, so New Year's Eve was uh, simple and uh, easy breezy? Yeah, my, my parents were in town. We we watched the 9 o'clock thing on CNN, and, and Zoe stayed up and... 
didn't understand what was she didn't know who anderson cooper or kathy griffin was and why why they were talking about uh, his jeopardy appearance for way too long <laughs> right and then uh she went to bed and uh, so did we it was yeah i mean i we were talking about like oh maybe we should watch a movie or something but like it was just it was one of those days that just felt like i think because we were, everyone was home and it was like a you know i think we went to the was that the day we went to the rose you know how like before the rose parade you can go up there and you can see them while they're decorating yeah the floats? Right. we did that which was really fun but it's you know it takes a lot out of you. Well, to be the sun's beating normal. down on you, especially. No, it was a rainy day, but yeah. you got the rain beating down. <laughs> right, on you. Sure, you're walking. Yeah, yeah. Walking a lot, a lot of walking, yeah. a lot of just running after the kids and all that stuff. So, all right. Yeah. Well, happy New Year. Thank you. You too, sir. Oh, thank you. How was your New Year's? Uh, happy. Same deal. You know, yeah. Nine. You know, we celebrated nine, and I think Danielle, we we may have watched a Man in the High Castle, and then it was uh, time for bed. Trying to watch two of those is, uh, or trying to watch two hours of anything right. seems yeah. rough these is it, days. Is it too late for me to get into that? Because I have not watched it. Oh, it's great. I should. I should Very go bingeable. back. Yeah, yeah. you've watched yeah. it. Yeah, the first season. I haven't gotten. I haven't done the second season. We're fine. I, that's the hardest thing. Is is uh, to me is is you just shows come and go, and you can consume like it'll take in three to six to nine months probably for them to make ten episodes. Right. And you can watch it in a day and a half and then be like, okay, what's next? Yeah, what's next? Yeah. Oh, we got to wait another nine months. And in the meantime, you get into other shows. I right. think it's so hard for a show to have buzz that when it comes back for you to go, yeah, I got to recommit to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much good TV out there. It's absurd. Well, you got that right. Not, not the least of which is American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a right. gift that is. <laughs> good for you. And you're great on it. Thank you. You are great. Mm-hmm. Now, I, Matt Eisman's series, the host of American Ninja Warriors, also on the show that... Uh, uh, executive produced by the man who remains nameless. Uh, Voldemort. Right? <laughs> You're working for him, not me. Now listen. Uh, he's going to do it in his spare time. What? Uh, she's a piece of work. Uh, Kelly and Conway are speaking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seems like good people. <laughs> you, uh, an American Ninja Warrior, what fascinated So you go to... Uh, uh, you, Ohio, right? Yeah, do you do yeah, one yeah. in Cleveland, right? Or yeah, we're it? doing Cleveland this year. Oh, you are. Yeah, but uh, this past year we did um, we did L.A., uh, Atlanta. Where do you do it in L.A.? Uh, Universal Studios. Okay, we're actually going to oh, be doing wow. it in March if you want to come out. Oh my God! Yeah, I've been. My daughter loves it. Yeah, come on. Ever out. since it started, I've been saying we we got to go to a taping, and then I, we never got. I'll tell together. you the other thing that that we can do is we do press runs. So if you guys want to stake a bet or something and talk about it, get, settle it on the course. We can get you on the course. Wait, what? what? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Oh, then yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It'll be. Right, it'll be... probably be like March sixth or seventh. We'd we'd be able to get you on the course. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Look, yeah. at, look at these faces. I'm yeah, we so saved it Universal. It's awesome. And it really, it, it, it's amazing watching the show. So for those who don't know, it started out, it's a Japanese show, Sasuke, and it was being aired on G4, a network that no longer exists, and dubbed into English. And it were did you hosting so well. that one too? No, no, no. So that was just, they were just dubbing it into English. A guy, Dave Wittenberg, I don't know if you know him, he's a great guy. He was doing it. And um, G4 realized this show's doing incredibly well. They created an American version, did the first season. It did so well that they're like, we're going to, we, we think this has potential. They brought in a new production company, A. Smith. And that's when I got hired to be the host. And again, it was still a very niche show. And, you know, we'd do 10 episodes, we'd film in Venice, starting there, we'd go to Japan, and we'd f- finish in Japan um, with, with our guys running on their course. And then uh, it was doing great. G4, Comcast owns it, they buy NBC, 
And that same year, the Japanese show, the production company goes bankrupt. So they're not going to do the Japanese version. At this point, NBC says, we think this show may have something. So we're going to do it here. So it, it went from like uh, 10 episodes to 26 episodes. Wow. And we then created the course in, in Vegas and we traveled around the country and it just continues to grow since then. And it's been... Ridiculous. How many and seasons now? Been been? Show this. We're going into season nine. It'll be my eighth. Oh my god! We've done two seasons of Team Ninja Warrior. We just did the the college version. When Team Ninja Warrior is when we have two people on the course simultaneously. It's a modified course, and uh, so I mean, it's 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 got a spinoff show. It's ridiculous. Two spinoff shows. <laughs> And it's a blast. It's been so much fun watching it and seeing it grow and seeing how, you know, we used to go out and people would see the course and be like, cool, and, you know, we, but we'd tape at night. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to pay crowds to be there. Oh, you would. Because yeah, no one, wow. no, no one really knew, knew of you, it. Or, you go, I'm sorry for interrupting you, no, but, no, no. But, but this kind of circles back to what my question was. So when you start shooting it, you, you do it at night. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it from midnight to 6 a? We like, do it from uh, usually sunsets or, or not sunset, but a, a little after. So we'll start at 8.39 p.m. and go till sunrise. So the will. first night. So the way it works is we'll do city qualifying. Uh, we'll, we'll do back to back nights in, in any given city. Um, so the first night we'll like Los Angeles, we'll start mm, 830. We'll start running people and we'll get a minimum of a hundred through, but you know, we'll try to 120, 130 because a lot of people, we, we, we send out about 90 to a hundred guaranteed spots. People who submitted casting videos who've been approved, you're guaranteed to get to run. Otherwise people will camp out for last year. We had people camp out, I think, uh, four weeks. What? In some cities, people camped out for four weeks to try to get a shot on the course. So we try to get as many of them through. And then we'll take the top 30 and then run them the next night in the city finals and go there. That's usually nine till about three in the morning. Back to back nights. And then when we do the finals in Vegas, um, we'll shoot five, five nights in a row or five out of six nights going from like nine till six or seven in the morning till the sun comes up. Wow. And that gets, that gets tough. I mean, you know, what we're doing is training, but you're just, you're yelling the entire <laughs> time. Just, you know, oh my God, what a, this is not a show of, he's about to go on the putt. There's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no modulating it. And, and for the athletes too, I mean, it, it won't drop below a hundred degrees until four or five in the morning. So, you know, you're out, it's dusty, they get exhausted, but it's, it's such a blast because now, People are people. People camp out to come watch the show. We were in Indianapolis during the. Uh, it was during the uh, primary season, and I think uh, Trump was there speaking. Um, Clinton was there. Sanders was there, and we were like the biggest event that night. And we had <laughs> we had like five thousand people just lining the course in the rain. It was crazy. Wow! And you do it in the rain, right? We'll do it, 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 it as long as it's it's the rain gets a little tuppy just because of it with the grip and uh, mm-hmm. some traction can be an issue. But um, we've done it. I think we did it twenty degrees in St. Louis. It was twenty degrees. Like there was ice right, forming in the water, and we'll and it, it amazes me because we don't we don't give them hotels. We barely give them like a little heated area. There's barely any. Like we're really. We're really cheap bastards, <laughs> and it's incredible. And they figure out a way to do it. It's amazing. But the crowds, it's uh, it's awesome. Cities now are are excited to have us come there. Like mm-hmm. the mayor will come out and greet us. The Oklahoma City, like the they they took us to the. It was Oklahoma City and the Spurs were playing. Like they they gave us like these floor seats. It was just Whoa. you get this red carpet treatment now. <laughs> nice. They're so appreciative. Of the show and so excited to have it. It's it's crazy. Here's what I learned from that: the uh, Spurs are no longer in San Antonio. That's what I learned. No, uh, no, he was saying the Spurs were visiting. Oh, I see. The my Spurs were playing. My OKC. apologies. It was the playoffs. It was actually Tim Duncan's last game. Were there when the, they they eliminated wow. him? It was 
it's just it's uh it's really nice because you do so much in this business that no one ever knows about mm-hmm. or cares about <laughs> and to be a part of a show that's that's grown and that is generally viewed positively is nice yeah. and you know so much of the stuff is 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 cynical or or snarky or kind of tearing people down and it's this is an unabashedly positive yeah, yeah, yeah. enthusiastic show where we just about celebrate everybody and it's it's been fun i mean it's it's cool like my my friends are finally like, hey, my, my kids like your show. Like, yeah. you, you exist, finally. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 17 years after leaving medicine, and they, uh, they, they, they think I made the right choice. So finally. you... Everything's going to be stutter step right. because Garen Cockrell's had threesomes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you... Uh, would. Do you guys hope, because you have so many people going through it, is it a relief when somebody doesn't get past the first... Or do you feel bad for uh, so that person? We, you know, you, you get to know the athletes. Like everyone who runs, who's submitted a video, we'll, we'll watch their video. We'll do our homework. We'll try to talk to you them. You do it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, I want to know everyone who's on the course. You want to know their background. You want to know, you know, have seen like what their strengths are and have a chance to talk to them and get a reason why they're competing. Like, so on, you know, the first night, 100, 100 to 130 people run. And we'll call probably 60 to 80 of them, knowing that in the end, I mean, 13 are going to make an episode. Um, but you just you you call them because, it, you know, otherwise you want the, the actual reaction you want to because otherwise you're going to know Well, this guy. We're, we're obviously doing this run because the backstory or whatever. It's, it's more fun to be surprised by it. Um, so it's it's uh, you, you try to get to know everyone who's going and. There are times though when we we know like look we've got 30, you know 30 people have completed like I remember in Kansas City one year we had 47 people complete a course and you're That's like a lot, right? right and so the next night usually it's 30 we already know we're going to have over you know 150% of what we normally do the night's getting longer and so you do start to go okay let's wrap this shit up cuz <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's yeah, yeah. already getting to be a long night yeah. but you know like for some of the people they've camped out for weeks there and you're like god you know you don't you want them to get a, a good shot, and you want yeah. it to to matter for them. So you kind of, and you're also like, well, it's a, it's another three minutes, right? Suck it up. Am I complaining? I'm called too many people. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to. I hope I never become that guy. I probably already am, but it's not I, just, I act like I'm not. Right. What's the ratio of the walk-ons succeeding over the guys that are like your regulars? It's it's funny. I think there's a selection bias for people who are willing to walk on that they must have some degree of confidence that they're going to do well. We're we're always surprised because it's. It's tough because the walk-ons are usually used as guinea pigs. We're going to use them. They're going to be the first runs of the night. So uh, you don't know. You don't know. No one gets to practice on the obstacles. No one uh, gets to test them. Um, you're just watching at that point. And you get one shot. It's on the course. So when you're the first people running, you don't necessarily know. everyone. And it's such an unbelievable community that as people get off the course, they're talking to the other ninjas. Like, hey, this trampoline doesn't give as much spring. Oh, or, they do. They help each yeah, other. Yeah, they're like, these, these pegs aren't locked in. Really watch your grip on this. This is where I fell. And they're sharing tips. So the later you go, the more you can watch people see what succeeds and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. But if you're a walk-on, you're going to be one of the first ones going or you're going right after lunch. And so you know, a lot of times, the people who are running, there'll be a running order. And you know, look, you're going to be up in two hours. Okay, it's an hour now. Like, hey, get loose. You're about to go. And for the walk-on, sometimes it's like, hey, we got a gap. Go. This ah, is it. Do or wow. you know, do do it or don't. We'll yeah. get someone else to go, and that's it. That's your shot. So it's definitely it's definitely a little tougher uh, for the walk ons to have to try to try to do it. But we'll see surprising amounts of success. And sometimes we've had it where in L.A. last year, like the first person on the course got through it, and oh. then like the next 
40 people all failed. Wow. So it's, it's shocking. We never know. And, and obviously when, you know, in editing that the order gets completely changed, but it is, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to me that anyone can do it. It really <laughs> is. It's so hard. And it's funny. You know, PJ Walsh, he's a comic. Good, good friend I do. of mine. Anyway, so, but friend of mine forever. And, and I'd been encouraging him to, to try it. And, you know, he opened for Larry the Cable Guy for years. He's played 20,000 seat arenas, you know, everything. Right. He said he's never been as nervous as he was when he got to the course and, and they're like, okay, and you, you hear the, the countdown and they're like, go. And you're like, the lights are there. The cameras are there. There are crowd there. You know, his, his girlfriend's there. You know, you know people are going to be watching. It's just like, it's this thing of you, you, it's so different when it's actually, you get one shot yeah, and it, it's do or die. And this is it. And for people, you've, you've worked for a year for this moment and it could be over in a second. And so it's just, it's cool. I mean, like the stakes are high and it's, it's, it can, it can end quickly or you can have a run where you're like, you do something that you'll remember the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's fun, you know, when we get to see these moments of, you know, how much it means for these people or, you know, what's going on in their lives. Some of the stories we had this guy, Michael Stanger, who is, his wife has Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, is probably going to be terminal and they have two kids and this was, he was a walk-on. We didn't know. It was literally the last run of the night in Kansas City. They're like, we're like, we were shutting down. And a producer gets on and like, please, you've got to let this guy run. He camped out for two weeks. And so they hand us, and we're reading the story like his wife is terminal. He started working out so we could carry her up and down the stairs. Oh, and yeah. he's just, she wants him to do this because she wants him to do something for himself. And he wants to do it because he wants, oh, God, like he wants to put a smile on her face. Right. You're just like, Jesus Christ. And so, like, he ends up, he does it. And we're reading this as he's going. And you're like, oh, my God. And you see her, like, in this wheelchair with the little daughters on the sidelines. And he, like, gets up top the warped wall. And you're like, this is a fucking amazing moment. Yeah. Like, whatever happens in their yeah. life, this is a genuinely wow. great moment for them. And you're like, you get to be a part of it. You get to be a part of, like, yeah. some, some of these incredible things. And, you know. It, we're heading into our ninth season. Two people have ever completed it, which means every single other person who's come out has failed. Right. They've fallen. And and yet we've seen so many people have these incredible stories right. where, you know, you come back from breast cancer or you, you're doing it for a child or, you know, you lost a loved one or whatever it is. And it's like these it's amazing how people will share these stories with you and. You know they're they're all around us. You just people don't often share their stories of suffering, and it's it's kind of cool to get to celebrate these people and kind of what they overcome, and then seeing like when a story resonates with people and people saying, "Wow, I, I've been through something like this, and if they can do it, I'm gonna fight." Whatever. Yeah, it yeah. Is. It's nice. It's it's uh, again having been in comedy where it's so cynical and we mock everything and tear it down to be a part of this. It's been it's been fun. Good for you. you yeah. So who now that you say only two people have ever completed it? Mm-hmm. What what do they get if they complete the whole thing? So, <laughs> well, one of them got a million dollars. The other one got a T-shirt. Essentially, <laughs> what? Really? And here was the so it, it was Jeff Britton and Isaac Caldero, and this was two seasons ago. Um, it was the first time anyone had made it. So, you know, you, you compete in, in the cities to, the whole goal is to get to Las Vegas where we have Mount Midoriyama. This is based on the Japanese course, four stages. You have to complete all four stages. And so they get to the final stage, this final climb. And, uh, it's 80 feet and they had 30 seconds to do it. And, is it, no, when you say it's a climb, which climb it's a is rope. this? It's a rope. It's, it's just a, a rope. You yeah. just have to climb a rope 80 feet in 30 seconds, which is the year before we'd had literally the, the world's top climber, Sean McCauley. He's the world champion of climbing. He did it in 30, just over 35 seconds. So NBC clearly chose 30 seconds because like, we don't want to get a million dollars away. Meanwhile, this guy, Jeff Britton, who's like a, you know, early 30s, he's, uh, he's got a kid. He's married, like married, family man. He's a, he's a, 
camera operator for the Baltimore Orioles. Oh. He does sports. and But he's a climber. And he gets up in 29 seconds. Jesus. So we're like, he's done it. He's the first American ninja warrior. He's got a million dollars. Unless this other guy goes faster. And so for a second, though, he's up on top of the tower. Yeah. And like his wife's down there. They're like, we've won a we've million dollars. And then this guy does it in 26 seconds. No oh. way. The so, same year. The same year. And it was within, you know, six minutes. So only two guys have ever done it. Yeah. And it happened the back same back. season. Back and, to- and we'd never, we, you know, and we'd always had the rules. If it ever came to stage four, whoever gets up the fastest, we, we'd always said that never thinking it would happen. But and so they knew they knew going into it that if, you know, it's not guaranteed. And then the next year we changed the rule. It's called now we jokingly call it the Jeff Britton rule that if however many people come complete it, they would simply split the money. Uh, Doesn't help Jeff. Doesn't help Jeff. <laughs> oh, Jeff's he didn't get a half million dollar check. Um, yeah, so it was, it was amazing. But, you know, he was so gracious. Like, he's the first one to go up and congratulate Isaac, you know, the guy who, who ends up beating him. And he's sitting there with his wife and daughter. And they're like, we just had a million dollars. Billion and now this guy does. Yeah. And, and, and literally, you know, he got, he just got, he can say he's the first American Ninja Warrior, but... Yeah. He's not the champion. Wow, he's not the champion. Yeah, we we kind of felt like dicks. I would imagine. But, and then everyone, like people were starting like GoFundmes or Kickstarters. Like we should get him a million dollars. I'm like, yeah, people are generous with other people's money. Yeah. yeah. You know, but NBC's not gonna. They're not just not gonna write a check. They're wow. Cheap. They're cheap. Is, Who, when I watch it, is it, I always felt like that third stage is harder than the. Is that is that true? Or it's, it, so it's, each stage gets progressively harder. Stage yeah. one's really about speed and agility. Stage two gets a little yeah. more upper body strength. Stage three is entirely upper body strength. And that's there's no clock that because one where it's you have so to, hard. Like, like get, the flying bar. Yeah, yeah and, that and thing is so crazy. It's insane. I mean, because again, they'll you know usually we'll do we'll do stage one one night and then stages two, three, and four mm-hmm. in a night. Um, and so, you know, you'll you'll do stage two and you'll have, you know, maybe an hour or two to rest. But these guys talk about like once you've fully exhausted yourself, which you will on usually mm-hmm. stage two and certainly on stage three, you just can't recover in a night. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, you need like a full day or pl- so they're just like they're getting progressively more exhausted. It's getting later in the night mm-hmm. and their adrenaline is going the whole time because you're like, oh, my God, I'm one step closer to a million dollars. And so it's I mean, in in Japan, it was even harder because they start at 7 a.m. and just go straight through and do all four (sighs) stages. And so it goes from like 7 a.m. till 5 a.m. You know, you're you're up and you're you know, you you'll do four stages, but otherwise you're sitting and it's just, you know, they 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 say one of the hardest things is to the first time you're there, you're just you're usually caught up in the moment that Mm -hmm. it's like learning how to pace yourself mentally as well for it because it's just it's hard watching them you know like sometimes only two people will be on stage three and it's like you're not going to get much of a rest and you know you're watching the other guy but at the same time you're trying to just calm down and figure out what your plan is going to be it's it's amazing watching these guys and girls and see how much they train and mentally how they try to prepare themselves Mm -hmm. for it but until they get there it's it's hard to know have you done the course i've done it so actually this foot so i have rheumatoid arthritis which is autoimmune disease chews up your bones um small bones in the hands and feet so i had uh, some chronic damage to the foot i tried one of the trampolines in vegas just just failed miserably dislocated a bone in my foot and like i go into the water i'm just like ah 
I'm screaming. But oh. like my friends, you know, they're all watching. The EPs are watching. So I come up I'm like, yeah, man, nailed it. Meant to do it. <laughs> There's video of it. It was awful. So, yeah, I've, I've tried it a few times. But my I'm clearly past my athletic prime, whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> so at this point, they literally have been like, just don't do it. You're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And we're not worried about your health. We're just worried that you're not going to be able to do work. Your job. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Well, How do you, you always say on the show, I feel like it, it favors smaller guys. Like big yeah. guys, you have to hold your own weight. Yeah, totally. In a lot of situations on yeah. those courses. It, it's like strength rough. to weight ratio. So yeah. the leaner you are. Yeah. Yeah. But a little guy also doesn't have the wingspan. Yeah. Right. So you you see, you know, like in Japan, the only guys who've ever done it are under 5'5", 150. Oh, interesting. Um, but in I'm America, in. Yeah, I got to like, go to Japan. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, Jeff and Isaac. Isaac, I think, was, uh, I think he's under 150, 140. Uh, Britain's a little more muscular, but it, all of it's functional. Like his, his forearms are like the size of his biceps. Okay. It's enormous. So it's all kind of functionally strong. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not, you know, I'm lucky I can talk about it because <laughs> otherwise I would not be involved in this show in any capacity. How did PJ do when he, when he did it? He did okay. The first, so the first time he did it was a military episode. He was in the Navy. We did it. We were in Oh, San so he Pedro. was actually on the show. He's on the show and he actually was a featured, he, he was. became a I featured story. Yes. Okay, I do and remember this. It was really cool because he, he, so he, out of high school, he joins the Navy, um, ends up becoming a dental technician, goes to the Gulf War, comes back and he's, he ends up working in the White House. And so he's helping with Bill Clinton um, and Al Gore, like he's you know doing the first family's teeth, and and <laughs> so he goes out and, and he got to tell the story and then talk about how as a comic now he goes back and he'll do shows for the troops and you know it's a nice way to give back and and uh, kind of try to entertain them those who keep us safe. Uh, so he went out on the third obstacle as a log roll and they're kind of spinning logs that you're stepping on and he just slipped on the second one, goes down and smacked his face. On the log. Oh, he did. <laughs> so. So I, you know, I knew he was running. So I put my iPad or uh, my iPhone up in the booth to record my actual call. Because sometimes they'll edit things or something. And I'm just like, so I'm, you know, doing it legitimately. But then he (laughs) (laughs) I felt so bad. Uh But it's a con. It's like watching, you know, only comics will understand. Like, there's nothing will bring you more joy than watching your friend on stage and seeing them bomb yeah, yeah, yeah. and just be like, oh, they're so uncomfortable. And I'm so glad it's not me. Right. And and it was like that where he fell and he was okay. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, I My heart was broken. But at the same time, I'm like, it's your buddy. And you're kind of like, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, on the show, we're like, what a great effort. But I'm like, Here, here's what I actually <laughs> he's like, I, He's like, I've never watched the video because I could just see the joy you had when you were handing it over to me told me I should never. <laughs> I should never see this or we'll never be friends again. But he did well. He he's actually done it back to back years. So. Oh, he has. Yeah, he's going to be, uh, and he's a, he's training again. He's a, he's going for wow. it again. And it's one of the things, though. Like you see people, like you know, and having seen it in someone close to me, working out. I think you know, the older you get, the more it's like you're on a treadmill. It's boring. And to have a goal or to have something where like I'm training for this, I'm working hard to you know to acquit myself well and to try to be proud. It's it's motivated him and taken him. And now he's he's ended up competing in. Um, these sort of military challenges for disabled veterans where they do this team challenge in Colorado where you have a guy who one of the team members has to be either paralyzed or have lost limbs and they're like in a, you know, wheelchair type apparatus where half the time you're dragging these guys, you're pulling them and it's, it's about the teamwork and the camaraderie and leave no one behind. And he's getting to do these amazing things that, that uh, I think, 
I don't know. It's, it's opened up like a, a new level of him and a, and a good way for him to deal with what he went through in the military and for other people and to kind of give back. And and it's been cool seeing seeing people who come on the show and then have a chance to impact others, either through coaching kids or coaching other people. You know, we've had people with cystic fibrosis come on or people you just would never imagine being active and, and finding new ways to do it. So it's been uh, – I'm not working out more, but for a lot of people, it's changed their lives. Sure. It really has. And it, uh, it, it two more questions about it. Uh, who's the guy that uh, it, it, he was wearing a mask and then he took the mask? Flip off. Rodriguez. That's oh, our yeah. flip. So, and what? An, the, I mean, that's another thing. So that you know, one of the problems you have with TV is you're always you know with a show like this, if 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 you're just watching people compete, you're gonna you know thirty minutes. It's the same thing. You have to tell the stories behind these people and that's one of the things that we've gotten really good at but but that's also a challenge too is for some of the athletes you know we can't keep bringing back veterans when you've told their story uh, again yeah. and again you're like you know we need a new angle and so we you know we love bringing back the veterans but sometimes NBC will say like we've we've told their story there's nothing more to tell and so we only will bring back – they try to do 70% new athletes, new blood in there. So it's really hotly contested because we've had you know like 70,000 people submit an initial application last year, and it's up this year. So you know for like 600 slots. So it's really hotly contested. And Flip – so Flip was the guy who ran with the mask. Two years ago, he took off the mask for the first time and ran without it. And he, you know, I was like, oh, this is really I remember cool. You, like, you, you, your mind was blown yeah, when it was, he took it but off. It was cool because it was this thing of – he's like, you know, this, this represents my struggle. And he's like, no, now I'm becoming a man. And then this year he told us, you know, the reason I wore the mask in the first place is I was sexually abused as a child. Oh, and he shares a story of something like I've known this guy for six years. I had no idea. And it was amazing to to hear this story and, and, and for him to to share this story, which obviously is so personal and and to see like. To imagine the impact he's having as someone who people have known and he's been a hero to all these people and now to be able to to be able to share this story I mean, is unbelievable. But it was, again, this thing of, you know, we look around and you just don't know what people have gone through in their lives. It was just this lesson of, you know, you see people and you 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 don't know people. You you really... I didn't know he did threesomes. Right! <laughs> the the lesson you things. learn. Like, I mean, that would be a great story. Oh, man. Garen Coxill. What was it? <laughs> Cockrell. Cockrell. On the course. <laughs> you know, Akbar. This is the first time he's That's been alone man. in a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Garen's running solo for the first time in years. <laughs> oh, man. It's Get in fun. shape, Garen. Get, that'll give you something to, to work for in uh, yeah, 2017. Then you, then you wouldn't just watch. I've, I've thought about that. because I love it. I watch it Every time, time yeah. you watch it, don't you feel like I'm going to go to the parkour yeah. course or whatever that it would be? There's one in Chatsworth or something. Yeah. Tempest, so, Tempest Free Running is yeah. out there. One of, the, one of the original Is places. that where Flip is? Uh, Flip's a coach up there, yeah, and he does stunts. And Man, I'm, I'm t- I think about it every time I watch. It. I don't disagree. It, it you watch it. And What's like- cool though is every year we'll have people who go from the couch to the course. Like they're like, this was the year my kid said, you know, Dad, Mom, you could do it, you know, and the parents like, God, I'm in, I got to do it. I got to like show my kid, right? This mm-hmm. is what happens with hard work and. Uh, a lot of women, I noticed that they're the yeah, ones that kind of go from couch. It really to, is. We we actually have we have more female viewers than male, which is surprising because it feels like a traditional sports show. But I think the story the story behind it has really mothers love the show. It's a family it's show. A family show. It's yeah, one yeah. of the few shows that you know a dad, mom, a daughter, and a son could all watch together and enjoy. And we've really seen the female competitors starting with Casey Catanzaro when she she really broke through and she was the one who 
really helped so many people discover the show with her run in Dallas when she, she was, was the, the first one to complete to get up the warp ball right, and then right. to complete a city final scores. And that was that was such a big boost. That was one of the things that really helped yeah. so many people discover the show. And we found that um, a lot of the female competitors, just people, they're the ones, you know, when you watch social media, when you see the runs. It's amazing, by the way. When you look at ratings now, you can get second by second breakdown of like, you know, what when when viewers are on, when they tune out, when social media pops and when it goes. And the, a lot of the female competitors are, are really the, the big breakout stars. Yeah. It's exciting. I mean, in some ways, especially with Casey, she was, what, five feet tall yeah, or something? Five She's feet tall, tiny. 95 pounds. Yeah. And so it it's like when you see Muggsy Bogues dunk. It's like, right? whoa, that's it's like it's more incredible. impressive. Yeah, it totally. Yeah. It's crazy. It totally was. And it's been, you know, it's been good, too. I think that um, just for, for young girls to be like, yeah, we can we can do these things. Mm-hmm. And that this is one of the few sports where men and women compete together. That yeah. You're on the same course. You're going head to head. There's no... No concessions made. There's no you get a five second head start. It's it's right. dead even. And then when you have someone like Jesse Graff this year who's beating most of the guys, um, it's amazing. And I think it's been you know it really for for people with daughters. I think it's a positive show too to be like look whatever you want to do. If you work hard, you can you can achieve it. Except be president, ladies. Um, <laughs> worst worst day of our lives. Jesus. <laughs> Thought we were sort of moving past. He lost, and it's the worst day in the history of America. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what's what's the most serious injury that's happened? We uh, Drew Dreschel, who's who's one of our breakout you know stars. Name. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I, I, know, really I know that fun. name. Like, like he's one invested, of the lifer guys. But right? he was a guy. We were in Japan, and uh, he was dismounting on the half pipe attack, and it's where you run up, kind of, uh, you know, imagine a curve, well, almost like the warp, while you're running kind of parallel along it, and then you leap onto a rope and yeah. dismount onto a platform. And Drew comes down, and it, you, I didn't see anything, but apparently when he came down, he was rotating and just planted, destroyed. ACL, PCL, MCL, and meniscus. It was like the worst, one of the worst knee injuries. And he just, he went down, but he kept climbing, tried to get up the warp wall on one leg. And it was one of those things when you, you know, we watched it again, where like you just, you, it didn't look bad at all. Uh-huh. And it was probably the worst knee injury we've ever had. We've had uh, a couple Achilles ruptures and um, a couple shoulders, but all in all, I'd say we've had probably, probably 15. Injuries that required serious surgery out of thousands, oh, thousands. of people hmm. on the course, which so when, is if a, stunning. If a Matt and I show up for this press thing that you say. Uh, you sign your lives away. That's what I'm wondering. Like, if we, we, get did on- have, we did have one guy in Dallas, this weatherman, who was... You know, he, he was like the, I'm, I'm stormy, stormy lightning guy. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm going to crush this course. And he was on, he was on, uh, just, the, it was like a, uh, trapeze that would swing and leap onto a cargo net. And he was trying to lean forward, lean back to build up momentum. And he leaned, leaned forward and he just went too far and just popped his shoulder. Oh, out no. Down. And that was the only press injury we've had that was bad. And it was bad because he couldn't, he couldn't let go then. He was like stuck in this position because it was pain, but he was, couldn't. Oh, Lisa's hand. Oh. How far above to that the trapeze above the water? Was it six feet, ten feet? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, the, we've had some though where you probably get like I mean the giant log wrap. I think you're probably thirty feet above the water. Oh, so that we we did have one guy like rupture an eardrum going down into the water, like his head hit flush, you know, perfectly parallel to the water, and just popped his eardrum. But but given how physical the show is, and that we have people who are into their seventies competing on it, I'm 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 stunned. 
at how few serious injuries yeah. we have. And I think it's a testament to really the the fitness level of most of the competitors and that obviously our, our stunt guys st- are, are, are fanatical about trying to anticipate how people might injure themselves and okay. try to prevent it. But there's no way to miss that water. Right. There's no way. To- no, we, we've had some. There, there have been some people who. Um, God, what was there was one where people were it was something where you were you were kipping your body. But because it was at an angle, we did have people kind of miss and they would hit like the side, the side of it and, and splash in. And it was padded. But that was one where we're like this. This, this obstacle is horribly designed. <laughs> yeah. Somebody is going to hit the pavement. Right. And we'll get a death and oh. then ratings will spike and then we'll be sued and, and then it's off. Right. Yeah. It'll be one big last season. Jimmy will find a way. <laughs> right? I'm, waiting, get ready I'm for already first scared podcaster. to do this. I'm already... Uh, oh, my God. Well, if anyone's going to... I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm I, not going to do the paddles. I'll tell you, it, it goes quickly, though. It tends to, because it's, it's... Well, I'm not going to... Yeah. I'm going I'm to... I'm one leap uh, lily pad to the yeah. next, and it's like I'm going to tumble. Yeah. So it's going to be very quick for me. But it'll be fun. I, yeah. man, see, man, he's expecting big I'm, things out of you. I'm, I'm excited. I, it's that's a real like you can't watch it without imagining doing it. Yeah. So that's, well, that's the problem. Is the really good people make it look so easy? Yes, they do. Where they're like bounding through, it, and you're like, yeah. oh, I'll yeah. be like a gazelle. <laughs> and you get out there, and you just look at it. You're like, that is so much farther than I anticipated right, it right. being. How far apart are those things? Like, at the very uh, it's like six feet. It's like a six foot stride. So much oh, of it Jesus. is controlling your momentum. And and you just you know when they explain it to you and take you through it you're like oh okay like keeping your your chest forward so your your momentum is always because one of the problems people will have is they kind of stand upright to feel like they're in balance but you lose your momentum and you'll just see people kind of like uh, trying to bound through it and they don't anticipate too you're going up on the floating stairs each one so not only are you having oh, to balance it, it, it you're having to uh. you're having to go up yeah. so it's you know a little more cautious leaping on it but then people. It gets slippery. It's that's one of those things you yeah. got to have a plan and just right. try to commit to it. We'll yeah. talk, talk well, when, to the ninjas. When you see the guys like go to one and they get both feet and they kind of yeah. cling, it kind of looks like, come on, man, you can yeah. you can do this. Loser. But like, but then yeah. they you, like the guys who are just like, I can just run. And then half the time those guys they bite fall. it, and you're like, okay, why are you doing yeah. that? Yeah. Like, it's it's got to be the worst. Like those uh, guys that like, you say they camp out for four weeks, yeah. and then they don't get past the second, and you see it on their face, like, like when they sense like this is not going yeah. well. This was a bad decision. Let's watch it again in slow motion <laughs> here's his dream ending oh, yeah man. it's just like that i don't i do but i do want to tr- if i get to try it i want to try the bounding style i feel like why not right just see if see if you can do it go go big yeah right go exactly. big because i probably before. can't do go the big second big thing home. anyway yeah <laughs> yeah you, that's your well, the biggest. second thing is what the logs usually right is it, that change, the, it, it changes it changes right? every yeah. season it'll change but it'll be something yeah probably like you know involving like you have to grip oh, a log spin yeah. and a rotating and that that log thing looks oh my god hard and it, you know every year people like the course gets harder it's like because people come in better prepared right. yeah the ninjas get so much better from year to year mm-hmm. and whatever obstacle we have literally what they'll do now is they they don't get a practice on it, but people will camp out because we set up and they'll start putting the obstacles together about five days, four days before they'll be kind of uh, the the course will be laid out in some form as we're testing it, putting it together. And so they'll come, they'll watch it. They'll take videos of it. Then they'll go back to their local gym and try to recreate the obstacles and train on it. Interesting. And, but our guys our our stunt guys one year, they started putting up fake obstacles. (laughs) Oh, it's great. It's great. It's it's amazing. But they, you know, they they just try to figure it out and and figure out how we're going to attack these things and come up with a plan. But I just, I it's it's so awesome. You know, I'm like, go go for it. Good. Yeah. Because if you're that passionate about it. 
That's that's what matters is that people care this much about the show. Yeah, yeah. and that's, it's fun to pe- see people do well. I yeah, mean, that's the thing is like yeah. when you see people when you see ten guys fail on something and then well, some they, guy and does it. They'll say it's that like, they're what? like, "Oh, you make it too hard." They're like we, our goal is for people to do. We make it hard, but we want you to do well. Yeah. You know, we we want that. We want the success stories. Mm-hmm. And the, the one where they hang by their fingertips. It's what about the ultimate cliffhanger? About, about oh yeah, inch? that one will get. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think it's a half inch, half inch ledge. Yeah, I mean, you're getting about that first knuckle. If you're looking at your finger, that yeah. first knuckle will fit on it. Wow. It's awful. When they leap, they have a transition. Sometimes we'll put it to about uh, the middle of the finger. But it is – It's and here's the other thing too though is they don't want it to be easy. They want right. it to mean something. Mm-hmm. They want it to feel like you know if you made it easier, then it's not as special. Right. They want to know if, if I hit a buzzer, it's I really, I really did something amazing. Mm-hmm. And and NBC's fine because they don't want to give away. They don't want to give away. All right, we have to get a break. Uh, but before we go to break, your your coach name is what? Akbar Bajabiamilla. <laughs> Be right back. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Matt Eisman's on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Eisman, I-S-E-M-A-N. And he's on The Celebrity Apprentice Mondays on NBC. Uh, American Ninja Warrior, don't know when it's coming back, probably summer, I would guess. Um, so look out for that. If you're in the Los Angeles area, you can find out about uh, going to tapings or actually anywhere in a bunch of different cities. Uh, look for that this spring. Meanwhile, uh, this winter, Jimmy and I are going to Bloomington, Indiana to do Never Not Funny Live at um, the Comedy Attic in Bloomington. That's the 29th of January. It's a matinee show. Jimmy's also doing stand-up on this Friday, Saturday night. That's the 27th and 28th. Package deals are available, so check that out at their website. We're also going to Portland, Helium in Portland, Oregon, on the 11th of March, 4 p.m. show that day. Check out their website for tickets and more info. And, of course, Podcastathon 2017 is coming up on March 4th. That is the week before. Uh, and it's going to be great. 12 hours of live streaming comedy at NeverNotFunny.com. Great guests. Uh, we're going to re- be raising tons of money for Smile Train, hopefully. And I hope you can help us with that. So go to NeverNotFunny.com and click the tour link if you want more info on our dates. And JimmyParto.com. Click the tour link for his stand-up dates. Enjoy. Uh, now, Matt Belknap is a fan of this. I would be if I cooked it all. I don't. Okay. BlueApron.com is back to say hello to our Never Not Funny listeners, courtesy of uh, humanely raised chickens, beef, pork. BlueApron.com wants to tell you about the regenerative uh, regenerative farming practices. <laughs> you, you need a regenerative mouth process. Tough time. <laughs> Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental United States, 99.5% of food deserts. I know you've explained what that is to me a thousand times. That's where, that's where they're it. doing Coachella this year, the, the food desert. <laughs> oh, are they? I yeah. saw who's out there. Who's, they just announced two major acts. Yeah. Radiohead, Beyonce. Um, one other big name for the third day. What? Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, yeah. Who I still maintain is a basketball player. <laughs> uh, BlueRipper.com ships the exact amount of uh, each ingredient required for a recipe. They are reducing food waste. These guys know how to handle themselves. Matt Belknap, you are... Uh, uh, an experienced Blue Apron user. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm double black diamond now. <laughs> Is that right? No. They've not. got uh, levels over there, huh? Like a ski slope? They should do that. That would be cool. You could, like, earn your way up to, like, let's gamify this whole thing, guys. Wait a second. Speaking of game, uh, seafood, horrible transition. <laughs> is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. And you love seafood, right? Bah. 
that's the noise of someone showing you food in their mouth. I don't actually have food in my mouth, but for the listener, it's the same effect. It's the worst. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. Cooking together builds strong family bonds, as Matt Bellin has told us in the past. It's true. Uh, I love cooking with my wife. Sometimes uh, our daughter Zoe gets involved. Sometimes she does not. And, uh, and every time, are, Charlie does not. <laughs> every time, Charlie says, no, thank you. I will just eat what you give me. And you're relieved that he's not helping. Well, he's too young to. Don't need that kid. Four-year-old can't right? cook. Can't have him chopping up onions. Yeah, what is this? MasterChef Junior? Now, let me ask you a question. Yep. If uh, onion's part of the uh, equation... Do the onions come diced, or would, you, would a whole onion no, come? No, they give you a whole onion, and you chop it up. Blue yeah. apron style. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically, you're cooking, they just give you the, the ingredients. The, Pots and pans? The fresh ingredients. No, no. They, you can buy, a, they do actually make a really good nonstick uh, oh, yeah? pan that you can buy from them, but uh, but I already had one, so I see. Set. Uh, but yeah. They, Knife? Cleaver? They might sell that stuff, too. I'm not sure. But uh, but they trust that you have the, the basic equipment for cooking in your own house. Okay. <laughs> like another thing that they – salt and pepper. They don't send you salt and pepper. They don't. They just assume you have salt and pepper. It's a wild card question. Do they have salt and pepper? Oven? <laughs> uh, it actually does come with an oven every month. Oh, it's kind boy. of weird. Every, like once a month, you get a whole new oven. Pa, push it. Push it real good. Push it into the oven and watch it cook. All right. I don't like Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> That's out of my act. Uh, some of the meals available in January are... That explains why it was so funny. <laughs> ass fuck. <laughs> Come on. Don't make me swear in the middle of an ad. Uh, seared pork chops with farro and cranberry yes, chutney. Yes. Spaghetti squash and marinara with... I cannot wait for that one. Mushrooms and garlic knots. The spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes with kabage and farakake. Yes. Uh, all sounds great. Now... Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free. Your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash never, blueapron.com slash never. You're going to love how it feels, how it tastes to create incredibly home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That is blueapron.com slash never. Blue Apron, Matt, is what? A better way to cook. Thank you. Boasting impressive alumni like Tina Fey, Bill Murray, Stephen Colbert, and Cecily Strong, the Second City in Chicago is one of the best improv schools in the world. And now, as part of the Second City, comes the first film school in the world dedicated entirely to comedic storytelling, the Harold Ramis Film School. With an aim of educating students through the collaborative styles of comedic content creation, this year-long program offers courses in screenwriting, comedy theory, film production, and improv, as well as master seminars led by top entertainment professionals. So whether you're just graduating from high school or looking to change career paths, if you love comedy and content creation, the Harold Ramis Film School is for you. The deadline to apply for the fall session is February 1st. Only 15 students will be chosen, but applications are accepted on a rolling basis, so new students will start every three months. People of all experience levels and backgrounds are encouraged to apply, and scholarships are available. Visit RamisFilmSchool.com for more information. That's R-A-M-I-S FilmSchool.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program episode. I squinted unnecessarily. I'm not reading anything. I'm, not, I'm squinted like I'm on a, reading a prompter. Uh, 1923, Matt Eisman is here, uh, taking time away from one of his 19,000 TV appearances. <laughs> um, now you're on Celebrity Apprentice now. Yes. All right. Listen, I, I love, that's a show I loved. And then I had a boycott Yeah. and I'm pissed off that this guy is still an EP cause I can't watch it. Well, you know, he, we filmed it. We filmed it last year in February and at that point NBC had severed ties with him and you know, there was... He obviously wasn't involved in any way in the production. And you they, never saw him. Never saw him. Never saw him. He was never involved in it. They weren't sending him cuts at that point. He was one of 16. 
still going for the nomination and no one thought he would get it. And we finished and, you know, the show was shot, edited in the can, ready to air starting in September. But because of his continued success in the race, they just felt it was too polarizing to put the show on. Yeah. And so they decided to push it to January thinking Thinking. it'll blow over, (laughs) not knowing he's now he's now president. And then so we had a press day scheduled for December 9th. This was going to be our first kind of press day because we started on January 2nd. And uh, that was the day that he announced he'd be retaining his. Well, he he had his credit that he would be keeping his name on the show. Um, and so, you know, we had the press day and all it was about was that. It was all that. And what- it was one of those things where it's like, you know, we had he he literally never showed up. He's never seen a cut of the show. The show shot edited. He's he's obviously not going to be looking at it going, you know, I think this episode needs more Eisman. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just one of those things that his name's on it. And so it's it's definitely it's been interesting because people are asking us. You know, how do we feel about this? And it's like when when we went into this show, their whole goal, they were completely trying to move away from him. I mean, the show came to L.A. It's oh, it was here. It was here. We shot it in Marina Del Rey. They were trying to distance itself from New York and from the previous boss in every way possible and thinking it's just going to be something completely different and and never anticipating that he would be now being inaugurated while the show's on the air. Um, and so it's, it's been tough because, you know, look, we're, we're all going on the show because we're desperately craving attention <laughs> and because you get to help your charity. And it, it's a great opportunity. Like for me, it's the Arthritis Foundation. I have rheumatoid arthritis. I've diagnosed in 2002. So it's a great opportunity for me to get to tell my story. And obviously, I mean, like I'm walking around in a boot right now because I had surgery from my RA. It's something very personal to me. And for the chance to go out and raise potentially serious amounts of cash yeah. and awareness for your charity, like this is great. But literally, I got, like, I got an email last night from someone who's like, I hope you're happy that you're putting money in a rapist's hands and you're an evil person. I'm like, I'm trying to help charity. Yeah. <laughs> like When we started, you know, we did this all in February. It was all done before. No one anticipated it playing out the way it is. Of, of course. So it's, 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 it's interesting being a part of a show that now is, you know, supposed to be just pabum, just, you know, mindless entertainment that's fun and, and for a charity has now become this kind of political hot button and... It's it's uh, it's it's unfortunate because you you feel like this is a show that that ostensibly tries to do some good as well while completely exploiting mm-hmm. has been <laughs> wannabes or never were never worse. <laughs> so you uh, so uh, Matt Eisman, you're on there now. There's no celebrity Matt Eisman. It's now <laughs> contractually right. And by the way, I, people have have that they've been quick to point that out. Like in a lot of the things when they go, these people aren't really celebrities. Like, what did you expect Tom Cruise to go on the right. show? <laughs> Look, of course we're all desperate whores. That's why we're on this but show. You hosted a primetime show yeah. for eight years. That's uh, you've yeah, got on NBC. Yeah, you've got that's half the people on Dancing with no, no, the Stars beat. Yeah, like, right? I don't know who half those people are. Well, I'm right. actually complimenting it's oh, like, yeah, that's, you. That's unfair uh, to say that oh, yeah. Matt Eisman doesn't belong. You've, you've hosted a primetime show for eight years I will on say, when, network. When I went on when I went on the show, though, when, like, when we had our first meeting, so we didn't know everyone who was going to be there. There was a cocktail party like the, one of the nights before it started out at the Ritz-Carlton where you go, and it's like, okay. You're meeting Boy George for the first time? Yes. Okay. And he, like, he didn't have his hat on and makeup on, and I, I didn't recognize him. at first. like, who's, who's that British guy? He's He's like he's actually like a his dad was a bricklayer. He's like a big guy who's like you know kind of scruffy looking. And I'm like and they're like that's George O'Dowd. And I'm like wait, 
Boy George. And I, I know my 80s shit. I'm like, that's this Boy George. Yeah. But like Vince Neal was there and Chael Sonnen and Elisa Leslie was also who's, you know, 6'5". She's wearing high heels. She's like 6'10". I may not know who that is. She was a WNBA player, four-time Olympian, oh, okay. like, you know, Hall of Fame. She played but for I mean, Sparks. She, she Sparks. literally, she looks like... <laughs> He said that was so seriously. <laughs> she looks like Grace Jones. Like she is this statuesque person, but she's six ten in high heels. Oh, so it's just this yeah. figure, you know. Can, and then Snooky is there as well. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god, that's quite a disparity. It's, yeah, it was it was really surreal going in there and meeting these people because I definitely felt like you know, Boy George or Vince Neil or Eric Dickerson, Ricky Williams, you know. ED, like Hall of Fame running back, and Ricky Williams won the Heisman Trophy. Like these are people I've known for years, and it was. And, and then ultimately, Arnold Schwarzenegger being the host for me. Like, I mean, my my parents live in the house where uh, where I grew up, and my bedroom's intact. And I like I tweeted out a photo. I have the Predator poster up in my bedroom. It's been there <laughs> since '86, uh-huh. and now I'm like sitting across from Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's just surreal. Like how many times I've watched this guy, and now he's like, Matt, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think you're a robot from the future sent here to kill us. That's what I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been for me. It was it was so much fun to get to do the show, and and also because again, I love Ninja Warrior, but the show's the star. I'm very much in service of the show. The show, you know, I, I we're not we're not telling jokes on 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 uh, Ninja Warrior, and to get to do Apprentice and to get to show a different side and try to be funnier and you know intelligent or put this together scramble. With, with these tasks that we got, I was like, it really was fun. And it was fun for me to hopefully get to show people a different side. And so, and then meanwhile, again, like, you know, we, we had a task that, uh, where we had to come up with a jingle, a video and a jingle for Trident. And so I'm in a van. John Lovitz is the, is the task manager. And Boy George and Vince Neil are sitting in front of me writing a song together. And I'm like, this, this is like, wow. Mo- yeah, I mean, Motley Crue sold over 100 million albums, and he's just like sitting there going like, smile, 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 when I see you smile. And I'm like, hey, maybe they're like, no, just, you, you, you just take notes. You shut up. But it was, and then I ended up getting to sit, like, I'm in a recording booth while Boy George and Vince Neil are out there, and, and I'm singing. I'm like, can I do another take? They're like, we got it. We got it. It was, just, it was so much fun getting to do these, you know, these crazy opportunities and to, have these brands and like Steve Ballmer comes in as a task man or as a, uh, a judge. And like, he's, you know, he's worth $25 billion. And yeah. this, this guy's talking like, I'm, I'm going to listen to what he is. Sure. You know, instead of like when you're at the comedy club and this guy, Hey, I know what's going on. Like you're, you're an open micer. You've been an open micer for 12 years. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to listen to Ballmer. So when you, uh, uh, when celebrity Matt Eisenman yeah. is competing with these other, uh, Although this this cast doesn't have the Gene Simmonses of it, right? Where you can't compete with Gene Simmons when you have to like call your celebrity friends for money, right? Right. Well, so, so I, did they? Are they? Have they done a? That was always the aspect tried, of the show I didn't like. They tried. Um, they tried to, I think, minimize the importance of that. Good. And and to try to level the playing field because I think they know. The other thing too is is they would they would kind of hint when a fundraiser was coming. So that you could a try to line people because the, the the other thing is the time frame is absurd. Like you have two days to do these tasks. So you know, at like eight a.m., nine a.m., you're finding out what the task is, and then the following morning you're going to have to do a presentation, and then you're going to be in the boardroom that night. 
Someone's getting fired, and then you start again the very next morning at like six, seven a.m. So each episode it, it goes over two days, two days, and, and then, like you say, I, I'm in, I'm just want yeah, to clarify no, no. for myself. So you do uh, the Trident, uh, right? One. So that's I'm just gonna make that. That's Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Somebody gets eliminated. Yeah. You're back Wednesday morning. Yeah. So everything is done over like a period of two weeks. Yeah. Or one was, week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So well, like the whole show. Yeah. The whole show. I think it shot for like five weeks. Okay. And so so you're going, and it was. It was crazy because I haven't been in a situation where I had such singular focus for such a long period of time on one pro- on one thing that was constantly changing and challenging. And the, and what was crazy is not only are you having to do a task, you know you're going to be judged. And if you if your team doesn't win, you know you're probably going to have to defend yourself. So not only are you working your ass off, at the same time you're trying to go, "All right, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What is he doing right? What is, you know, if I have to throw someone under the bus, yeah. you're, you're always having to strategize an angle for it. And it was just, it was one of those things that, uh, it, it, it got my competitive juices flowing and it got like, it, it, I felt like I was back like in med school when you're, you know, you're just grinding and, and having to work and learn and, and feel this pressure and, you know, go see a patient and then, and then at the same time realize, you know, one person is getting that, residency slot at this university where you want to go mm-hmm. you know how are you going to be better than that person um and, but but it was crazy too just like the you know the 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 opportunities to you know again like watching boy george and vince neal sing and i can't spoil all the stuff that's no, coming but right. but the tasks were absurd like and and the opportunities to to try to you know you also know this is this is also like a real this is so now brands may look at me and go, oh, you know, maybe we, you see them in a different light and you can get a, this is essentially a, you know, a, <laughs> we're all doing this to get more famous and to get another job or to try to get branding and to help and for our the charity. charity. And for the charity. And it is. It's, it, well, that was the other thing too. Like the, right before I left, the Arthur Smith, the executive producer of American Ninja Warrior goes, people like you. Don't fuck that up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you saying, Arthur? Like, you know me for seven years. He's like, exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't fuck, fuck it up. up. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a little temper at times. And it's, it's, it is, you're, you're, you know, on the one hand, like you're aware that the cameras are there, but at a certain point you're just like, we got to get this done. Yeah. And it really was, it was, it was an awesome feeling of just being pushed, like pushed to your limits, like uh, creatively and energy wise. And then. Like it was, I, I just couldn't sleep at night because you're thinking, you know, on the one hand, you're like, okay, we've done this task. We're going to present tomorrow. So what do I have to say? And what am I going to do to defend myself? And then when you're done, you're like, oh, we survived. And, but it's going to start tomorrow. And, and, you know, sometimes you might know, cause they, they told us some of the people who would be advisors. So you're like, all right, this person hasn't been there. Like Steve Ballmer at one point, you're like, when's he going to come? And if he is, what's the task going to be? And what could it possibly be? And how can I be ready for it or anticipate mm-hmm. it? Or will I be project manager? When should I step up on this one? Because if not, you know, you might get stuck on the fundraiser one. And that's where I'm calling up comics. Right. You're <laughs> doing, Hey, can you, can you donate like, uh, you know, $60,000? Yeah. I mean, what comic? Yeah. I, 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 again, I'm reality TV. I don't, I don't hang out with Tom Cruise. He's going to write a big check. So it was really fun. It was really fun trying to strategize as you're going along and, and, and then at the same time, just stepping back periodically going like, you know, I'm hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Vince Neil and Lee Leila Ali and kind of getting to know these people. And it right. was, it was really a fun, it was really an intense, fun time. All right. So you can't give anything away. Two episodes have aired as yes. we recorded this. Uh, Carrie Keegan. Was mm-hmm. kicked off the first one. Yep, and then it's Carney boys Wilson. versus girls, right? It is, yeah. And then Carney Wilson's already out. Yeah, 
Which sucks because she's she, a kind person. She is just uh, like I say when she's around you, it's like sunshine. She's just like the warmest, most nurturing, generous person, self-deprecating, and and just so sweet. And and I just I loved her. And it, it was it was really interesting too because you know we've seen the show previously, and you have an idea about reality television and strategy. But that was one where you know the the governor essentially told her bring back Kyle Richards because she came up with the idea that failed in this task. And she didn't. And so Carney ended up going home. And he pretty much said when he was firing her, like, if you'd brought Kyle back, you'd probably be surviving. But mm. you didn't. So you're fired. You have to call him the governor, by the way. Is that you just. So he did. It was. So here was the other awesome thing. Monday night, you know, the, was the premiere or the second January 2nd was the premiere. And I'm like, OK, I'll you know, I'll watch it at home and my, my girlfriend will be there. Maybe I'll have some friends over. And then the show's like, all right, we're going to have a little premiere party. So, you know, for anyone, anyone who was on the show who competed in the area, come over to this bar. And then the night before they call and they said, we're not going to do it at the bar. Uh, the governor has invited you over to his house to watch. So I go over to Arnold's house, his mansion, and I'm sitting on the couch next to Arnold watching the show. Just like this is <laughs> Fucking surreal. That's surreal. That I'm on surreal. the couch with Arnold, you know, and meanwhile, he has Arnold art everywhere, <laughs> you know, him as the Terminator, him as the governor, and, and I was just like, this is... Him fucking the nanny. It's, <laughs> he's got art everywhere. He's a love child. <laughs> and it was just, it was such a cool thing. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, my buddies are watching the show, texting, I'm like, I'm fucking sitting on the couch with Arnold. Like, I snuck a photo of me and Arnold, nice. and then like was tweeting it to my, or not tweeting, I was, I, I was texting it to my friends, just like... I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, 15-year-old me going, someday you're going to be hanging out on his couch, right. watching yourself on a show with, with him. him. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm a total fanboy. Like, when I get around people who I who I like, oh, it's like Chris Farley. Yeah. That was awesome, man. That was awesome. I, I actually quoted Arnold to Arnold. We were pointing out that The Running, the running Man. Great the movie, movie. Right. That was set in 2017. Isn't that yeah. funny? And that, like now, you know, here and now he's, I, we pointed out like you're, he's, ho- he's Damon Killian. He's Richard right. uh, Dawson's right. character. And I'm like, either I'm Ben Richardson, who is his character who won, or I'm Sub-Zero, who's now just plain Zero. <laughs> and he's like, eh, just, just don't quote me to me. I, I know. <laughs> I don't, I've heard it all my life. <laughs> I was like, what a jack. I couldn't help it. So on this show, I've not watch the program yeah. uh, uh, but I, I oh, damn it I watched it. I loved it so much yeah uh, we had guesses on what don't tell us because we want to see if we get away we had guesses on how how he would fire he would people. fire people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and what did we settle on we well, I think we said uh, you're you're terminated you're terminated yeah. and then uh, you won't be back that was that Elliot something do we do the chopper go through the oh, no no I know uh, I let you go what is that? That's, you, you remember? Uh, I let him go. That's the uh, whatever happened to that guy. I that, let him go. That's kind of yeah. obscure. Yeah. Yeah. It was that's, never going to be that. Like, you know, it was never going to be that. Was that Commando? Is that your quoting Commando? Commando? Which, by the way, was one of his most quotable movies. It, it, he had like five catchphrases. Yeah. That was so great. Don't wake my you friend. He's dead pro- tired. Dead tired. <laughs> remember when I promised to kill you last? <laughs> yeah, Matrix. That's right. You did. <laughs> I lied. Yeah. Uh, Gary, so do you have a? You don't remember. I like you're terminated, though. Yeah, you're terminated. So, all right, what, do, what did he settle on? So, here's what was interesting was, um, so the way it would work is we would, we'd all be in the boardroom. They'd tell us which team won, and the guys, we won the first two challenges. So, then we get sent out. We get to watch on television right. in the war room, watching them until it gets down to the final three who were up. So, then we couldn't watch. So, we, we would only then find out when the people would come back to the war room. Oh, so you didn't what they said. Okay. So here's what's interesting. So for the first one, what he said was, 
you're terminated. And then get to the chopper. Because instead, <laughs> previously you would leave in a taxi. This year, <laughs> you get in a helicopter. No, r- really? And you fly oh, away. Ridiculous. <laughs> and so, but then for Carney, he had a little variation where he said, you're terminated. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, that's and then get to the, the chopper. Yeah, yeah. So I, what, what I think ended up happening is I, I think... I think they didn't want us to inadvertently let it slip. So I think what ha- started happening was um, he would. I think he did, shot it in pickups. So uh, even I, I think he was saying different things to people as they were fired, and then shooting in pickups. So I, I still don't know if he's going to stick with "You're terminated" uh, gotcha. or go "You're terminated." Yeah. Throw in another line, or maybe and he then did get five every time. And yeah. they just like pick. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe it, it'll be that great one, Elliot show. <laughs> <laughs> Something from Red Dawn, not Red Dawn, Red... Uh, Red No, um, with Jim Belushi. Oh, Red Heat. Red Heat, Red Heat. Red Heat. yeah. yeah. Uh, Don't drink and bake. No, that was... Was that Red Heat? No. It was a different one. Which I what about, a, uh, it's not a tumor. <laughs> yeah, kinder, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. That doesn't make any sense in the situation. Did. So in the, first, in the very first episode, they're like, maybe we should come up with uh, something from one of his movies. And they're like, well, what are his movies? And I listed like 10. I'm like, well, there was Commando and Predator and Kindergarten Cop and True Lies and Twins. And, and uh, yeah, and, and so that made it in. So uh, Were you the biggest fan on the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they actually they asked everyone to. I was the only one who could spell his name. And it, was, <laughs> wow. it was it was. I definitely I definitely have some moments where uh, uh, I may not come off looking as cool as I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, you know. Like again, I I'm an enthusiastic fanboy. Yeah. I'm a jackass, and I'm like I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to be too cool for school. I'm going to be like this is awesome, right? Good. And I you. was. I really like. I was getting. I was taking photos with everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Vince. Let's do a selfie, man. You're representing the, like, I grew up in the 80s also, and, like, that's how anybody who right. was a kid at that time would act. Like, I I was 12 when, you know, when Commando came out, I think, and right. so it's like, it hits you in a certain spot. I know. I was kind of hoping, like, Alyssa Milano would show up. <laughs> Daddy, my what, dad's uh, going to kick your ass. Did you, uh, you know, you could certainly not answer this. Was there anybody, like, you know, like, Meatloaf and Clay Aiken did not get along at all? So, no, no, I, I'm sorry, Penn and Teller, uh, Penn Jillette and yeah. Clay Aiken, I believe it was. Oh, or last in the last season um Geraldo Rivera and Kevin Jonas were going at it Brandy Glanville and Kenya Moore and so I'd I'd watched the show before casually but then when they asked me to come on the show I, I started watching the last season and it's 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 so different watching it when you're thinking you're going to be involved in it cuz what you enjoy as a viewer started to terrify me <laughs> these, these scenes of of blatant sabotage or you know just people you know calling you an asshole to your face and trying to make sure you lose. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to react to this. Yeah. John like, you don't tells re- you to fuck off. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're going to be like, fuck you. Love it. But, and so it was three. And so, you know, I, I went in going, all right, I, I'm not going to be able to, to play that way. Like I, I knew I couldn't be someone. My, my, my approach was like, I'm going to try to be the guy who's always a value add. Who's always going to be, Hey, you're going to want me on your team. Um, not because I'll, otherwise I'll fuck you, but because I'll work my ass off to make it win. So hopefully when I'm project manager, you'll want to help me. Mm-hmm. That was like the only way I could survive because I just, I can't be a blatant asshole and then have to face somebody or have to be like, now I need your help. Yeah. But I'm just like, I can't handle that. And so I was, I was really terrified as to how it would play out. 
I felt like I got along pretty well with everyone. But what's interesting is watching the show, realizing, you know, they have these the interviews with people, the OTFs where they're they're talking heads and and I don't know. I mean, it's going to be, there are going to be points where I'm watching and people are going to be like, that Eisman's a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll be like, well, I yeah, thought we were friends. <laughs> so it's, it is, it's, it's weird. I, I, having done Ninja for so long, I'm, I'm safe. You know, I'm hosting. I don't risk anything. I'm not the one who's going to fall or be laughed at or have the replay or right. know, lose a million dollars to someone and then have to smile. And so it was really different when I got on the show and just feeling like, this vulnerability of everything I'm I'm doing is being watched and judged and and again I, I my 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 future at NBC and and the the faith faith that the Arthritis Foundation has placed in me to you know not embarrass them as a charity and you're just like God you know because I, I, I have moments when I'm tired that sometimes I just sure. I can be mm-hmm. a dick and I'm like we all do. please don't let me. You know, really do something where it's going to be one of those moments that that just gets yeah. played over and over, and then you have to go home for Thanksgiving, and your mom is like, "I raised you better than yeah, yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. I, I would say I loved, I loved the opportunity, and I loved, I just it was so different than anything I've done, and to be in this competitive situation, it's something. You know, it's it's. I can see why people like competing on Ninja Warrior. Being like, God, so much in life, you just kind of you're in this routine, and 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 to have somewhere, hey, I'm. It gets my heart racing. Mm-hmm. You know, you you feel that energy, that competitive stuff that that uh, you know in life. I think we work to minimize. It was fun to kind of really revel in it. So the third episode, uh, this episode uh, comes out on what uh, the ninth of January. Mm-hmm. So the third episode, it'll air that night. Yeah, it'll be Monday night. Yeah, so uh, this will be right. Is Monday, the second oh, Monday night. This will come out on the twelfth or something. Yeah, uh, this comes out Wednesday. What? I don't know what day it is today. That's a week, week from today. Yeah. 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 So today's four plus seven is eleven. Yeah. So, so the the ninth will have aired. Okay. So, uh, so are you still in? Are you allowed to? I mean, yeah, you can say that. I can okay. say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. already aired. And what's cool? Okay. So then I can say, um, yeah. So this was interesting because. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I could say right. It'll come out. It's good. So, air, yeah. so yeah, we'll have done. So the tasks three and four. Then, um, wait, just, wait, no, hang on. So, Matt, are, are, are these two hour blocks? So that's what happened too. Is initially it was going to air in September and air one hour a night, thirteen weeks. When it got pushed because of other shows that NBC has coming out, they're like, we have to double up. So we're doing two episodes. They're two hour blocks. So now it's 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 essentially two tasks that are sandwiched together. It's okay. a seamless episode. They're not credits in between it. It just rolls. Someone gets fired, and then the next scene is here's a new task. Okay. In our minds, you know, it was going to be they're kind of separate tasks. But so the first episode was task one and two. It was. Um, Tyra, we did Tyra Banks uh, beauty product where we have to sell her makeup and then tried it. And so three and four was Welch's grape juice um, and polyphenols. We were having to celebrate like the heart healthy effects of, of Welch's doing a talk show. And then the fourth task was King's Hawaiian barbecue sauce. And this I got to be project manager on that. And it was really uh, it was really interesting because, again, uh, I, I, a lot of the other people competing we were and we're still it was guys versus girls um a lot of them have had businesses you know like snooki has had a makeup line and clothing line vince neal has done restaurants and uh carson kressley has done qvc he's launched all kinds of product lines i've never really had 
true business experience. I haven't launched a product or anything. And so it was uh, a little bit difficult because a lot of them, I don't think, knew who I was. They knew the show. They didn't know me. They didn't know my background. And so, you know, you're trying to have, when you're project manager, having to kind of try to assert yourself or get people to work together. Yeah. And it's a bunch of alpha egos in there. Mm -hmm. And so Lovitz... Uh, God bless him. He's such a creative guy, but he's really, he's a unique personality. And I was still learning like how to work with him. And he was, he was really like pushing back and he ended up being right. But it was one of those things where it's like, love it. I'm making the call right now. Mm. And I just need you to back me on this. And it was, it's surreal. Like, like having to try to rein these people in. So the task was for King's Hawaiian when I was project manager, they're launching a new barbecue sauce. They, they make um, King's Hawaiian, Hawaiian bread buns. Yeah. They're launching barbecue sauce. And so we had to come up with two viral videos, which by the way is kind of annoying when they're like, just make a viral video. <laughs> like, well, if you could, you do it every time. That's right. one of the challenges is trying to come up with the really, so we had to do two 15 second videos that were viral. So you're having to, we had a day to do this. Here they give you, you know, you get your pitch and we started at like noon and you can go until 7 p.m. They shut down the editing bay. And so you have to go out, come up with the concepts, execute, shoot two separate things, get them edited, and then in the morning put the polish on it to present them the next day. And, you know, everyone's got their own ideas as to how this should work. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to get them to listen to me. To you. As the host. And it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. And like, Boy George really throws a tantrum at one so we're we're shooting we're over at pan pacific park right across from the grove and we're trying to do the separate shoots and so lovitz has come up with one concept he's over here shooting ricky williams has another one and i'm kind of going between them and boy george was gung-ho it was going to be you know we're using the barbecue sauce as a football we're playing a game and so ricky williams is you know running with barbecue sauce and and boy george is going to be out there but, you know, the, the shoot's not, not going as we planned. And so George had to wait. And he just starts throwing a fit going, I can't believe you bring the town out here and have us fucking sitting. I'm going to go in and say everyone should be fired. It's like, George, I'm sorry, bud. We're, we're a team. We got, and he just is fucking. And so then we're in the editing bay and Patrick Schwarzenegger comes in, who's Arnold's nephew. And he's the, he's, um, see the eyes and ears on this project. Yeah, he's, he's like his Ivanka or his, yeah. his right hand man. And so he's an entertainment lawyer and he walks in and, and they're like, how's it going? And George is like, awful. They kept the talent waiting. What a waste. And it was just like, you're motherfucking me in front of this yeah. guy, George, you son of a, but you're like, yeah, you know, you know what though? We're just, you just, you're just trying to keep a straight, you know, ah, we're positive here. And then Vince Neil and John Lovitz are having a spat and Vince Neil's like, I'm out of here and walks out. And I'm like, what the, this is why Motley Crue was no longer together. Yeah, yeah. Cause no one could get along. And it was, and I ended up, we won. And so I won $50,000 for my charity. Yay. And it was, it was awesome, but it was, I got to say in the boardroom, you know, because we, we have no idea what the women are doing until you get into the boardroom. And we had a lot of struggles with this. So, and I know I'm the project manager. I'm like, my ass is on the line. Like there's a chance that I'm going to go home and have not made a cent for my charity. And then you watch the videos and they fuck with your head where they're like, this one was pretty good. But so was that one. So who should, you know, and they're asking, like, who should go home? And people are, you know, throwing me under the bus. And you're just like, okay. And then I ended up winning. And then you got to go back in the boardroom and be like, all right, you got to work together now. Yeah. Yeah. And even though you just, I'm going to take this knife out of my bag. Right, right. 
so who got whacked uh, this past Snooky? I was responsible for Snooky oh, going Snooki. home. And then for the previous task for Welch's, Chael Sonnen was the was the task manager, and we lost. That was the guy's first loss. And Eric Dickerson went home. And I, I think Eric, he was the one guy who I think was like, Deuces. He was. I think he was good going. He was okay. He, he felt okay going. I think he was a little bit like, I'm a Hall of Fame football player. At a certain point, I think he realized, why did I say yes to this? Right. He was great. I really liked him, but I think he kind of felt like this is this is not what, yeah. what floats my boat. Right, right. When he sees me running around going, gee, Eric, tell me more about when you were at SMU and Craig Gage. Did you guys really get cars and stuff? Like, yeah, just relax. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys, were you able to go home every night or did you stay in a hotel? No, so like- they put us up at the Ritz-Carlton and Marina Del Rey. And we, unlike... The the apprentice where they would lock them in Trump Tower and really have them twenty four seven, which I think is you know part of the dramatic narrative, the way to ramp it up by you know never letting letting people off camera. Yeah, with us because because you know some of these people really are kind of celebs, and a lot of them are parents. Um, you know, we were literally once they would wrap, you were free, but. You know, your call time seven a.m. at the hotel, makeup ready. So for the women, you know, if they have two hours of makeup. They're having to get up and be in makeup at 5 a.m. Yeah. when we've wrapped the night before, sometimes at like 9. So there's really not much time to go home. We'd have Sundays off, so you could go home Sundays and kind of recoup. But I ended up, you know, it's it's a really nice hotel room service. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Fuck, I'm just staying here. Of course. It was great. My girlfriend was there, which was nice. And, uh, and uh, would she be able to stay with you the whole week if yeah. she wanted to? Yeah, she well, could. She, so what was great is... Her job is I like I live at Melrose in La Brea and her job is right off Jefferson. So the hotel was probably five minutes from where she worked. Oh, great. So it was actually much easier for her being at the hotel. And it was just nice because, you know, you'd, you'd come home, you come home from a task and you you can't you don't want to bitch to some of the people because you're like, oh, you know, they may not feel the same way and I don't want to poison their mind or right. or have them give them ammunition. And so it's nice to just be able to come home to someone and go, holy fuck, Lovitz was driving me nuts yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and get through it or just bounce it off and go, I don't know, you know, help me figure out like how I'm going to present this or pitch this or what I'm going to say to save my ass if this goes south. And it was it was really fun, like having to try to anticipate, you know, you're playing chess. Yeah. You really are trying to figure out the strategy. And uh but it was nice. It was nice. Like, you know, I feel like having one as project manager once, I've, I've raised money for the charity. And more importantly, I got to say the charity and talk about why it was important to me in personal and share my story. So, you know, at this point, everything's frosting for the rest of the season. Great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not boycotting. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're staring daggers at me now. Right, I know. Oh, no. All agreed to boycott this show. <laughs> Specifically because we Snooky. We really, yeah. That's <laughs> Snooky. Snooky gets It's so weird, like, seeing Snooky. I mean, like, and, and she literally, you know, she's like a mother of two. She's, you know, I don't know if she's sober, but she's like not, she's, she's not, like, she's not who she was. Right. And it's like, but she is Snooky. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you're kind of, you're associated with that. So, I don't know. I mean, the, the ratings of the first, uh, the first week weren't great. Oh. Um, Batsler, Batsler was... The big hit, but you know it's it's interesting to see if 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 it'll grow or not. It's it's tough. I mean, like any show, any show has you know it's hard. It's such a fragmented audience, and this show for some people it's a positive, for a lot of people it's a negative. Where like I got an email from like I said, these people who were just like, you know, you're an asshole. You're putting money in a in a rapist's hands, and yeah. you're evil. Did you ever take the Hippocratic oath? You spit on the medical degree, and I'm like, I I was trying to, like, you know, you can't take people back and go this. At the point when we signed on, there was no affiliation. And this was for charity. But, you know, people, it's 
kind of comes with it. You're like, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's your opinion. But it doesn't bother you because you voted for him. So you're okay. <laughs> you're good huge, huge Trump fan. Huge guy, right? Which uh, it's probably safe to say that this situation will never happen again, ever. Like, it's so unusual. It's so bizarre. Although, you know, you look at it and you see the blending now of, like, Kanye is joking about running right. for office. But now you're like, hey. Right. I mean, you see the importance of people, you know, of having a platform and having people know you through social media. And we're seeing mm-hmm. that the traditional for like you know he communicates via twitter right that's how he talks to people yeah. and so you know i mean ronald reagan obviously was a movie star who, who transitions over obviously he wasn't within a year right. to go from hosting a reality <laughs> right. show right. on nbc to president um but it's surreal i mean i feel like politics and news everything's sh- everything's shifting and it's true like we're it, all a part of it reagan was able to use television in a way that i think i mean jfk did too but reagan was so polished and so yeah. perfect for television and trump what i what you think of him he's a master of social media like, yeah these guys like you know perfectly packaged for that medium and uh well, even yesterday when he again this is a recording in advance but when he tweeted out that uh his in, in quotes intelligence hearing is yeah. being delayed and everyone's like no it's not yeah, yeah. like so he just puts the shit out yeah, there the shit out. and his followers right. believe it and then he looks like the hero it's like i convinced them to do it when they, when they they i was tough enough to make them do it when they when they originally said it was never changed right you weirdo <laughs> i'm just gonna start tweeting stuff like that like just left the white house to come watch this episode of apprentice <laughs> right hey if anyone wants no taxes for the rest of their lives vote for me <laughs> whatever Make shit up. Why not? Why not? He's doing it. And winning. <laughs> oh, boy. It's all the positivity of Matt Eisman and all the negativity of Jimmy Parker. You're today. welcome. <laughs> all right, that put- is, I will say, though, that people uh, who someone wrote this really not not a very flattering view of the show initially. Nothing oh. to do with, with, with Trump. Just just saying, like, ah, you know, the, these are all these B-list celebrities who are going through the motions. Except Matt Eisman. He looks genuinely happy to be there. <laughs> like, literally, I became friends with the EP of the show, and he called, he called me, Matt, just happy to be here, Eisman. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Why wouldn't you be? It's, it's a great opportunity. It really... Um, it really is. I mean, obviously, it's it's shifted to be a little more political, but uh, but outside of that, it really is has been fun for me to get to to get to just do some different stuff. Yeah. And hopefully, show people a different side. And you're hanging out with Carson Kressley. <laughs> I love Carson. He is he is crazy. He's a great guy though, and such a hard worker. It's fun. It's been fun. I'll take the word for that. Uh, <laughs> I know. I haven't seen him since that. Well, Garen may know, right? <laughs> You're right. You see him at the clubhouse. You guys all go to the same. He's on that uh, Window Warriors that yes! uh, my family likes. It's on yes! RuPaul's Drag Race. Garcelle Bouvet. What's that? He's on RuPaul's Drag Race. Jesus Christ, this guy can't stop working. Oh, wow. he, he is a hard worker. You were right. <laughs> he, he, yeah. is a guy, he is a guy like who has his hustle on. There's some people you just see where like, you know, it's the same in like comedy where you see some people mm-hmm. are just, you know, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing one open mic a week. And you're like, oh, no wonder your your career isn't going anywhere. And then you see other people. Who are like, I always salute funny. people. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? They're they're finding a crowd. They're making a crowd. They're hustling. And I'm like, hey, good for you. Because you know, this business, you know, making a podcast that becomes you're a, damn right. an entity. An empire. But, but as I Very look at word. it, though, Very word. as I look at it, uh, to me, this is what's invaluable because you're, you're building your audience. And this is something people can't take away from you because it's you. Like, you know, I could get kicked off of my show. Like, you know, you say the wrong thing. All of a sudden I'm off Ninja Warrior and I have no recourse. And right. the fan, people are fans of the show, not necessarily Matt Eisman. Like, 
you've you've created something here that that uh, I think as we get more into the, the the changing face of entertainment is is great because it's yours. Damn right it is. That's right. What, what are you looking at me for that? <laughs> Don't take it away from me. <laughs> I wasn't planning to. All right. You guys have done it. Let's play sevens. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, sevens. Yeah. <laughs> you guys always have fun in your games. Yeah, we do. I was here with, uh, I was listening with uh, Lauren Ash and Gary Goleman. How great. Uh, I, yeah. but who I but think they're both goddamn hilarious. Yes. Gary Goldman's the best stand-up working today. Oh, my God. I'll say it and to anybody that wants to fight. incredible. Beautiful head of hair. Yes. God, I'm jealous. Here we go. Okay. Well, okay, that's the end of that one. Close enough. Why, why did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Matt, here's your, uh, here's your categories. Movies, TV shows, celebrities, music, sports, Broadway, the 70s, 80s, or 90s, or the 2000s, those same decades, music specific. Sounds like Matt's an 80s guy. Oh, maybe 80s music or 80s. I love 80s. Let's 80s, do 80s. 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 Right. I, I, obviously, sports would be appropriate, but you couldn't give the clues. <laughs> you could. Yeah, not really. You? Yeah. 80s or anything 80s. Let's I do love. 80s. Let's Want to do, do 80s, 80s music or 80s? 80s. Let's do, Let's 80s, do 80s in general. 80s. Yeah, yeah. Fourth time in a category. <laughs> Again, not, not an official stat right there. <laughs> you have no clue. I don't know. I oh, think we've probably got the glasses. I know. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, here we go. Wait, sound, sound, sound. Turn it up. Turn it up, Mr. DJ. All right, here we go, Matt. You know how they play. Are we are we betting? Uh, oh, damn it! <laughs> the answer, are we betting? I, we've never, have we ever bet on sevens? Bet! Oh, uh, yeah, we did have that. Jeez. Oh, All know, right. I did listen. We're going to bet on who's... What, what do we what, bet? Would it go over-under? I, I, I don't on know how we bet. I, I don't know. You guys can't bet because you're right. a part of it, so right. that would be uh, self-dealing. I don't know. It just feels when there's money at, on, uh, on the line. Yeah. All right, I'll go $41. <laughs> I don't know what we're For betting, what? but I'll All go 41 right. in. Well, if you could, I'll do one dollar. All right, I'll put a dollar, but I'm not sure what I'm putting. What are we betting? No, I don't know. Scores. Let's figure it. Out. We'll figure it out as we go. All right, that's that's a one. We'll figure oh, it out well, as we go. I don't know. I mean, we have to bet on over under the score, but you guys can affect that with your play, so that's not fair. You write it down. Why don't Why don't we, we all write down what right. we think the score will be on 80s? Because you know I'm into the 80s okay. and, and Matt's into yeah, the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So we okay. all write down what we think it is. That way... And then you guys, just on the honor system, have to try. Right. Oh, definitely try. You can't tank it. One more try. Oh, wow. Let me this guy really does love the 80s. Is that, is that Tommy T? Timmy, Timmy T. Timmy T. Which, that was... I think that was 90. Yeah, that's true. It was right on the cusp there. That might have come out in 89, though. could have. Garen, are you I in on this? A uh, very rare chance for Garen to gamble. There we go. Really boom, boom. You got boom. A, where's your dollar? He's got a crumpled single. Somebody was at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fold it to fly it. Yeah. yeah. Fold it to fly it? You wow. Fold it. You know that old catchphrase. Like, <laughs> Garrett, I guess we could trust you on your Wait, dollar. You don't need to. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I actually used to have friends who uh, they said that when they went to strip clubs, they put a quarter in the dollar so it would land on the ground instead of uh, getting Whoa. all balled up. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that's advanced scumbaggery. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to make sure you don't hit the person. You got to fold it to fly it, gentlemen. <laughs> fold it to fly it. What are you doing over there? I'm not sure if I'm regretting well, saying that or not. I don't know. You gave me a piece of paper. It's, you write your number down. You write the, oh. what you think the score will be. All right, here, Matt, I'm putting in for you. Okay. Take your 20 away. Okay. Yeah, this is the way to. This is how you gamble. Yeah, yeah. You gotta play the song. Wait, I just wrote over. Oh my god, I forgot. All right. No, right. All right, so you write right. what the score is going to be. All right, okay. Um. What's the high score? Like 34? Uh, the 33, I think. 33 is the high. Zero is the low. 
zero? Yeah, we had a disaster. <laughs> Who's hitting those high notes there? Yeah, we don't know. That's this is uh, listener. Andy Crest. That's it, yeah, that's Andy. Crest. Oh, with the H, right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> wow. I was just listening to memory. Andy Crest that led to a nine-hour conversation about toothpaste. <laughs> he uh, went from being felt, feeling very uh, put out that we didn't ever play a song when he sent it to us six months ago to now he was he emailed me and was so excited that we his last name turned into 20 <laughs> I thought he was going to say, like, stop talking about yeah, me. You're yeah. going to blow me up on Twitter. Yeah, seriously. Uh, all right, here we go. 80s. Very exciting. Uh, here we go. We're in play. Money on the line. 80s. Whole new, le- whole new level for sevens. I kind of like this new version where we have to guess the score. Weird. Uh, oh, no. It's uh, kind of a spinoff of, uh, of Cosby Show. Uh, a real world. No. A different world. Uh, yes. Damn it. Uh, uh, these are the little uh, fruit that sang uh, Motown songs. Uh, raisins. Yes. Right? California raisins. Yes. Uh, glasses that Tom Cruise wore. Uh, Ray-Bans. Yes. Wafers. Uh, uh, a, a, an African-American person has this kind of a... Fro. Afro. Uh, face. Specifically weave. the name called a something... Jerry Curl? Yes. Uh, what kind of jeans would you wear in the 80s? Uh, acid wash. Yes. Uh, who was the president? Who was the governor? Reagan. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, no. I think it's a unicorn, maybe. Uh, 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 my Little Pony? No, it's, uh, no, it's a unicorn with a, uh, when it rains. Rainbow. Oh, My Little Pony. Oh, fuck. Damn it. Wow, damn, it damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I'm so mad at myself. All right. Different world you got, but too yeah. late. California yeah. raisins we got. Uh, Ray-Bans we got. African-American hairstyle. Jerry Curl? Jerry, Jerry Curl. Curl. Okay. He got it too late. He said it. He just. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. Acid wash you got. Ronald Reagan you got. Rainbow Bright? Rainbow Bright. Uh, is that a unicorn? Oh, wow. Oh, no, it was a girl, uh, right? Yeah. Oh. Okay. For the yeah, record, a, I'm not looking at Garen expecting him to know that. Because I'm open-minded about it with no rainbow bride. <laughs> but he seems to know. He seems right, to have an idea. I know. You know what sucks is like the one that when, when, when something you had went to skip wrong, through it. it would have been like the highest score ever. So right? I, I know I'm way high. All right, let's go again. Let's go yeah. again. Let's go again. Okay. That was a practice round. Okay, did anybody have as low as 16? No. Wait, I had 17. I had 16. We didn't Wait, you that. did? Yes. Oh, you win. Oh, my God. Oh, is it two points per? No, it's, it's, it's how quickly you get it. You get, oh. you get seven points if you get it in one second. You had six. Oh. Damn it. Nice work, buddy. Take the money. What did Take you have, Gary? I had 24. I had 26. Yeah, I, I was thinking we were going to crush it. I thought so, too. It's, it's, you never slow. know because sometimes you get those random tough ones that really sink you. All right, you, you do the 80s with the match. Okay. All right. no, no money on the line, I assume. What's that dollar? Can't handle it. Oh, I thought we were going to bet on something again. Hmm. Yeah, that's Elliot's. Uh, All right, okay. well, uh, we could bet with the. You going to do 80s again? Yeah. All right, well, hang on. We got to. Oh, we're going to bet again? Sure, why not? I don't have another dollar, that's why. Uh, Elliot, put in for us. Okay. okay. <laughs> you keeping the same score? No, no, you're going to write down a new score. So I'm putting it for both of you? Yeah, thank you. Well, and Matt. Oh, and me, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Elliot, come on, come on. <laughs> Fold it to fly it, bro. Thank you. So essentially, All you right. didn't win the last one. I need a, I need a pen, I know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Elliot, we totally screwed right, you. Based on that, I'm going to go. Right, yeah, uh, and, and, and so now. All right, I feel very good about my choice of number. All right. 16. No, I can't believe you said 16. I'm nervous because of the money on money, but I wouldn't but normally be nervous. New level here. This is like just like what Matt was talking about. I feel, I'm feeling so alive. Right? I'm like outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> really pushing it to the limit. All right, here we go. Here we go. Very exciting. 
Oh, she was in Breakfast Club. She was Molly the, Ringwald. Uh, no, the other girl, uh, Ali Sheedy. Yes. Um, oh, this guy made gadgets on a TV show. Inspector the, Gadget. Uh, uh, no, oh, uh, he would always solve a crime and uh, do MacGyver. It. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is the movie with uh, Bill Murray and uh, Chevy Chase. Uh, their golf. Caddyshack. Yeah. Um, oh, he was in. Um, oh God, uh, Better Off Dead. John Cusack. Yes. Um, she was also in the Breakfast Club. The other girl, uh, Molly Ringwald. Yes. Uh, oh, she sang uh, a Heart of Glass. Heart of Glass. A Blondie. Yes. Um, oh, this is the movie with Al Pacino. If I have Scarface. A, yes. Wow. Twenty. Nice. Oh. That's it, huh? And we missed because there was and, one and we, we got. Missed MacGyver. MacGyver. Damn. Damn, son. I had nineteen. I was one off again. <laughs> I went with. But it I wasn't my eight. money, so How I don't care. I had eight. I went with Hardcastle nineteen. How, Thirty-four oh, was. What was it? Uh, what was the category? No, 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 19. Yeah. In Vietnam, the average age was 19. Oh, this guy really does like his 80s. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. Uh, I really wow. stopped. That's where my mind stopped developing. You and I, <laughs> I don't have a reference past the uh, maybe 92. It mattered. Everything mattered back then to us because we were hormonal and in high school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever. I was not in high school. Uh, thank you. Wow, that was exciting. I just, I'm annoyed that I lost, but I'm proud of myself for getting 20. 20 is good. 20 is yeah. a good score. It's a very good score. What, what, what category was the high score? Did you, did you keep a note of that? It's that 80s music. music. Oh, it is 80s music. Wow. Yeah, Chip, Pope, giving right, you. That's right. All right. Let's do 80s music. Okay. Yeah. And then no we'll money. Let, no money, just for fun. Because You know what, Elliot? Put 10 bucks in here. Right. <laughs> All right, here we go. 80s music. My heart is, I love games. <laughs> it's crazy. I love it. We play. You know, we played last night with my mom. Uh, two things. She uh, she uh, got Oliver a boppet for Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, the new boppet. Have you seen the new boppet? No. You familiar with boppet? Yeah. yeah. The thing where you bop it, twist it. They now it's a new one where it's got uh, saw, hammer, uh, uh, selfie. These are like improv comb. games. Yes. Yeah, it zips, zaps up. It was so much fun. We did that, That's and then we cool. played categories, which was great fun. Nice, uh, nice. So much fun. We got uh, what's it called? Obama llama for Christmas. I don't know what that is. It's a game where it'll, it'll say like um, a, a uh, Tibetan snow monster uh, enjoying pasta and you have to think of what the rhyme is that's a yeti eating spaghetti oh my god you gotta come wow. up with all of that yeah yeah but so it's just cards that have all these things on it we, we didn't play like the official game we were just reading the cards to each other it's, it's super fun a yeti eating spaghetti yes no no you don't come up with the, fir- the first part is the card like if I said the first part to you then you have to answer that first part's on the card, and then you say, that's Yeti eating spaghetti. Oh, you, okay. Still <laughs> it's, not, it's not as hard as it sounds, but sounds some, of them are, some of them are challenging. It sounds impossible. Yeah. I want you to bring that game in for the next I feel time. like Yetis okay. are gluten intolerant. Right? <laughs> 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 that is, eating that's what three, yeah. Right? All right, here Makes we go. Sense. 80s music. Here we go. Let's see how we do here. Uh, these guys uh, did the duet with Aerosmith. Uh, Run DMC. Yes. Uh, Bono's band. You too. Yes. Uh, and the Blackhearts. Joan Jett. Yes. Uh, relax, don't do it. That band. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yes. Uh, if you don't know me by now. Uh, the guy Simply had, Red. Yes. Uh, oh, Tim Finn's band. Uh, 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 Jesus. Don't it's dream it's over. Tempted. Cure. Not, uh, no, tempted by the squeeze. Aerosmith had the band called, uh, they, uh, 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 what makes you go up and down in the building? Elev- 11 and Elevator. Yes. Oh, so squeeze really squeeze? strong until twenty three until uh, crowded house fucked us. Oh, crowded house, wow, that is tough. That crowded Fuck. house is tough because we were we were doing fours no, and fives. Who's Glenn? Glenn is squeeze. Glenn Tilbrook is Glenn, Glenn. Tilbrook. Yeah. yeah, Courtney Cronin. 
Always makes me go see Glenn Tilbrook. Oh, is that true? Yeah, she loves, loves him. We saw them at the Greek. We saw the uh, the, the squeeze fellas over there at the Greek. Oh, yeah? Yeah, over there. One time I was over there. It's interesting you bring that up. <laughs> Actually, you brought it up. <laughs> well, we, when we were at the Greek theater, and I look over we're at the squeeze concert, and I look over to me, God damn, the Joyce DeWitch not going down on Ted Baxter's character. <laughs> Come and knock on your door. <laughs> I just no said Ted Baxter. I used to be a, uh, yeah. hey, Monroe, <laughs> crossing over sitcoms. Going over and, uh, oh, Monroe. Going with the Jim J. Bullock. That guy was a character. Was- I met him at a, a PJ Walsh was doing some variety show when Jim J. Bullock was there. And I was so excited. This was like 2001. Is he, has he passed on now? Mm-hmm. Is, he, is he gone? Well, Did we lose him? Was, 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 Jim, I thought so. I, I, Did we lose Jim J? Yeah, I was going to say, like, when was that? Because I, I actually don't know the answer. But it, it does feel like there's more room. It's no longer too close. <laughs> <There's definitely> close. <laughs> it's, it's, we got a little more roomy. Right. right, you can breathe a little bit. Jim J is not there. Garen, is he at your meeting? He's alive and he's a good uh, man. He's, he's alive. With. Oh, okay. Well, you're ta- Dead or Canadian? Who's, who's, exactly. the, uh, who's the guy? So, uh, Ted Baxter. Ted Baxter. What's the name? Ted of Knight. Ted Knight. I wanted to say Ted Knight. Yeah. By the way, the 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 show that he had, the like last show he had, wasn't too, too close for comfort. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't the I thought the guy the the big guy that's not is that Jim J Bullock the big guy that was on that show Monroe yeah Monroe was the oh. neighbor he was the, the yeah the, he had the daughters and I wonder who I'm confusing him with because I I thought, thought he died like not long after that show or during that run but I I've just wrong. been told by Gary Cogwell he's uh, very much like remember mm. he was on Hollywood Squares yeah during the Shadow Dur- Stevens during, era uh, yeah John Davidson's yeah. Shadow Stevens era yeah he was on Glee too. It was on Glee. Whoa. Hmm. You know, Jim so. Jay sighting. Hmm. Hmm. I I mean, kind of like a poor man's George Michael. Jim Jay Bullock? Look-wise. Look-wise a little bit. Yeah. Handsome guy. Handsome. Who's handsome? Had the glasses. Yeah. He was a fine actor. Same hair as Ted McGinley. Kind of that great yeah. cloth. Yeah. Who? Ted? What was Ted McGinley? Oh, a Hallmark movie. He was having a heart what? attack. I'm like, oh my God, he's he's old now. Finally, it took him 40 years to go from right? like 25 to 35. Oh, son of a bitch. He's <laughs> a good actor, too, that uh, became a punchline. Right? He's the show killer. Right. He's the show killer, That's right, right yeah. He killed like four shows in a row. Why would you ever cast him then? Like, history's on the side that it's not going to be so Jerry O'Connell, too. Like, you know, he did like five sitcoms in a row. But they, they, you see that. Like, who was it? Alex O'Loughlin, who had like three in a row that tanked, and then he gets Y5O and... It was the same with uh, the mentalist guy, Simon, whatever. That Oh, did he have a bunch he, of shows? Yeah, like, the CBS mm-hmm. was like, we're, he's a star. We just have to find the right vehicle. Hmm. Hmm. Must be great to have people think that about <laughs> you. <laughs> right? No kidding. <laughs> be nice. Uh, I was just gonna... happy to finally be a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Quote, yeah. Quote, right. Trademark. Taking right. your money and giving it to a rapist. All right. Listen. <laughs> uh, Matt, congratulations on all the success. Uh, we look forward it. to American Ninja uh, Warrior coming back. We look forward to having you guys come out. Oh, oh my God. boy. Coming I out. Could not be more excited. That's awesome. You're scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little scared because when you're talking about the injuries, I'm like, uh, it does seem very easy to injure, even though you said the stats are yeah. low, but like, it seems very easy to injure. Well, yeah. stats are low with athletic dudes. Yeah. I, <laughs> right. no, but I run, but I don't pull myself up on pegs. Right. I'm going to have to start doing some chin-ups. And pegs. <laughs> uh, on behalf of the Pop Culture Beats, Gary Cockrell, right over there, the uh, manager of the familiar from Palm California, that's Elliot Hooper, the Honcho Matt Belknap, celebrity Matt Eisman. Yeah, buddy. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast, AK-47, Gone, Not Forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.
This has been an Earwolf production. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Friends, why not take a trip to Spontaneation, where hours of listening pleasure await you. Hours made up of moments. Moments like these. Dear Lord. Occupied. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry. There's always room in this stall for oh. two. Hello. What? Hello. Welcome to bathroom charge. To, to what? To what? <laughs> bathroom church. Bathroom church. church. That's oh. right. It's a- uh, welcome to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, welcome. Lord, we'll come together. For me, I had two people who have questions for God. Do you have quit your God? Oh, he turned into a chicken kind of a thing. <laughs> Listen to Spontanea Nation with me, Paul F. Tompkins, on Earwolf, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.